It's football time in the Mid-South. Live on the Mighty 990, your home for the Briarcrest Saints. It's the Magnolia Homes pregame show. Magnolia Homes, live life well. Now, from the Mighty 990 Broadcast Center, here's Josh Rivera. Welcome to 8 Week here for Friday Night Lights in Memphis. And tonight, Josh Davis and Parker May, they're live at Joseph Clayton Field as the Briarcrest Saints take on Pure Youth Academy. This is the Mighty 990 pregame show sponsored by Magnolia Homes. Live life well. And today, uh, we're going to obviously be having the broadcast a little bit later on. Kickoff is around 7, but I want to touch on Briarcrest and their tough loss last week. You know, they played Memphis University School, and that was, you know, it was a pretty tough loss for them. They, they, They were... It was a close game in the beginning, and, and right at the end, right where the last quarter was with the last couple of minutes, Barcrest actually made a rally back, but it wasn't enough to put them over MUS, and of course, they lost 19-17, to uh, and they had a chance to you know improve their record. They were even at the time. They lost the even record, so now Barcrest, they're 3-4, and four. Um, they're hoping that these last games, uh, you know, they have some luck because they're really important in terms of their playoff implications. I mean, obviously, they're pretty down low in their region as of now but you know you still have some more region games and uh, you know you have to hope that those last two uh, after they come back from the bye week uh, are going to be in their favor but you know majority of the games that they've played this season they've been down at the half they had a rally pretty much almost every other game almost every game Uh, you know having deficits at the half has just not been something that they've been able to control uh, for the Saints and you know MUS last week that was their third division loss um, you know, of course, they played Christian Brothers just a couple weeks ago, uh, and then you know, just a tough loss uh, against uh, a bunch of other teams. I mean, they got close. I mean, the only time they pulled away was against Houston, and that was way back in week two when they started two and zero. So they weren't they have been able to get over that hump, and that was one of the, you know one of the points that I, I put. And it's not going to be uh, the the deficit right now. Actually, one of the points I made last week was you know they had to contain Hudson Schof, and he's. He's a really great player for MUS, and that was one of the points is you have to make sure that he doesn't get, you know, have a good game. That's one of the keys. And, you know, he ended up having seven tackles, and that was tied for second most in one game in school history. So they weren't able to hold Hudson Schof down, and unfortunately, they didn't get that win. But tonight, they're going to look to tie that record yet again as they face off against Pure Academy. You know, Briarcrest, again, they've pretty much fallen off most rankings. Again, they were a 9-1 and one team last year. They won nine straight to start the season. So what was a really good start to the season, uh, this season, uh, when they started 2-0, they just haven't been able to capitalize on that. They basically uh, just kind of dropped the ball in terms of just wins and losses. Uh, and I know they're trying to learn as much as they can as the season starts to kind of wane a little bit. But last year, you know, the Saints, they actually beat Pure Academy 28-14. to Unfortunately, as I just said, this isn't the same Briarcrest team. This team continually drops leads. They can't recover from deficits. And so you have to hope uh, when they play pure tonight that they're able to really get a good lead going and, uh, you know, have have something to stand on because, you know, they have a bye week next week. You got to make sure that they have something to kind of walk away from the field knowing, okay, we have a win under our belt. Let's try to regather. Let's try to rest a little bit and hopefully have good luck in the next game in two weeks. You know, Briarcrest has actually already lost all three games against teams in their division. They played Brentwood, they played Christian Brothers, and of course last week they played MUS. So 0-3 in their division, that's really tough for them because the playoffs are right around the corner. Like I just said, you know, this is going to be their last game uh, until for the next two weeks. You know, they have a bye week next week, and there's going to be two more home games, which is which is good for them. 
and then the playoffs. Unfortunately, you do have to face Endsworth in the last game of your season. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, let's let's get a little bit deeper into Pure Academy. Looking at Pure Academy, they have the disadvantage of only playing away games in hostile territory. They don't have their own home field, and that's what Briarcrest can use to their advantage. Uh, you know, because unfortunately, you know, even though Pure Academy uh, only plays away games, uh, they could use it to the advantage, and that's where Briarcrest, you know, really has to hope that they don't, you know, that that isn't twisted on them, um, because you know, it's it's just a scary situation if you're a Pure Academy. Uh, you know, having a kind of tough season, having to go on the road every single night. And looking at Pure Academy, their next three games are actually genuinely shocking. I remember doing some of my research before doing the show, and I was stunned at some of the teams that they play. Just take a listen to some of these names. They have to play Lipscomb Academy. That's the number one team in Tennessee. They're the number 17 team in the country. After playing that game, they got to play MUS, who's a legitimate top 10 team in Memphis. And then after that game, they have to play 5-2 Hardin County. They're 5-2 right now. Uh, Hardin County football team, who last year, they pretty much went undefeated in the regular season. So, you know, you're looking at tonight. This is about the easiest game they'll have for the rest of the season. And after that, you're playing against three really elite football teams, especially Lipscomb. Uh, who's just, I mean, just one of the best teams in the country. Some of the keys for Briarcrest, I, I mean, I've been saying this, you know, your next two division games are against St. Benedict and a top-seeded Endsworth. Use this game to get your rhythm because you have a bye week next week and you can't afford to go on a slump and then rest. you got to make sure that you're walking away with some sort of, okay, we got this, we only have two more games, we, we're good with the win, let's rest up and be ready for next week. That's why they need to win this game. Secure the lead early. Make this one of those two-hour games like last time with Wooddale. Remember, that was just a quick game. If you can try to do that, that will be really, really uplifting for that football team. You know, limit turnovers, play efficient, and, and again, take advantage of the home field. This is a team in Pure Academy that only plays away games, so use that to your advantage. You have a good home field, you have a nice stadium, and uh, you got to make sure you have something that you can use, that you can hold over them, and that's something that they can definitely take advantage of. But guys... Uh, when we come back, I want to talk to John Varlis. Of course, he's the high school reporter for the Daily Memphian. I want to ask him about a lot of questions. We had a big game last night as Collierville. They dropped their first game of the season. They're no longer undefeated. They lost to Houston High School, the giant killer. And I definitely want to talk to him about that. This is the pregame show sponsored by Magnolia Homes. And when we come back, we're going to talk to John after these messages. Now, back to the Magnolia Homes pregame show with Josh Rivera. Welcome back here at the Mighty 990 Studios for Week 8 as Briarcrest plays Pure Academy. I want to thank our sponsor for the pregame show, Magnolia Homes, Live Life Well. And, of course, we have John Varlis on the line right now. And, John, once again, uh, you know, thank you for joining the show. Oh, glad to do it, guys. How's everything? Uh, everything's great. You know, we're inching closer to the playoffs, and it's really exciting time, you know, some, seeing how these records are starting to fall. And one of those records is Germantown, who've fallen two consecutive games been really tough to watch for them as they've came out of the sw season swinging i want to know from your perspective what's happened with the red devils where within two weeks they've dropped considerably considerably in many rankings well they played two good teams for starters and and last week when they played collierville they were without their uh starting quarterback so hopefully isaiah tate will get back from them uh for them you know before too long but yeah well, i mean anytime you lose your starting quarterback it's going to limit what you can do offensively and i think that's certainly uh, was the case against Collierville, and, and Collierville has a really you know stout defense on top of that. So you just put all that together, and it was a uh, it was kind of a tough situation last week for Germantown. But having said all that, I think they will uh, bounce back strong against a good Arlington team, and, and that's a 
you know, that's a very important game for both teams, actually, because they were, they both teams have lost two games in that region. So to, <clears throat> to stay on track in the, in the playoff race, it's, it's good. It's kind of a bus win game for, for both of those schools, actually. Yeah, and we're actually eight weeks into the season, and the playoffs are right around the corner. Which teams have impressed you the most that you can see? You know, they have a pretty good chance of having a deep playoff run. Well, I mean, I mean, Houston really impressed me with what they did last night against Collierville. I mean, I think offensively they were just lights out. You know, they ran for about 300 yards. They they didn't pass they didn't pass for a lot of yards, but they didn't have to because they were averaging almost you know eight and a half yards a carry every time they ran the ball. And, and then against a good Collierville defense, I mean that that really surprised me. So Houston, Houston certainly impressed Bartlett. You know, Bartlett is impressed. I mean, you know, and take nothing away from Collierville, they're they're still going to be a formidable team as well. Um, we've talked a lot about Munford and Five A. I mean, those guys have a big game tonight against Southwind, and and the winner of that one is a, is effectively going to be the region champion most likely. So I mean, yeah, I mean, lots of lots of really impressive teams around our area. Yeah, and one team I want to pivot to a little bit is Briarcrest, who we do the play-by-play for, and they started strong with a 2-0 record. Uh, they've lost four out of the last five. They've kind of been on a really bad streak. What's been the biggest difference in this team uh, versus what we saw in them last year when they were really, really good? I mean, it's got to it's got to be losing the quarterback, right? I mean, and it's yeah. really an unfor- unfortunate situation with uh, with JD Sherrod, and and but you know that's that's going to be tough to overcome. I mean, he was just able to do so many things. You know, not just throwing the ball, but running as well. And, and they had such a creative offense around him. And, and I think, um, you know, I think I think Reed Linder has been terrific. You know, like we thought he would. I think I think Max Carroll has been, you know, pretty solid as well. But I mean, just losing losing a, a JD and and and, uh, and and at the same time not really having a, a big game, a big play threat at the running back position, I think is really hurt Briarcrest. No, it is. It has hurt them a lot. And one team, I know you talked about Collierville. You know, Logan Johns, he stepped up for Aiden Glover last week in their statement win against Germantown. And what does that say about when his leadership and then just how deep this Dragons team is? I know they lost, but what does that specific win uh, last week tell about Collierville? Well, I, th- I think, like you said, I think it shows they have some really good depth going forward, even even with Aiden being out, I mean, Logan Johns, you know, he probably, you know, if Aiden had transferred from MUS, I mean, he would have been the starting quarterback anyway. So, you know, this is his senior year. This is, you know, it would have been his team. And, and, and the coaches told me that, you know, even though he lost the starting job in the preseason, he's done nothing all, all season long, but be a good teammate, be encouraging, you know, and be ready whenever his number was called, which it, which it was last week. And he took full advantage of it. Well, John, uh, I just have one more question. I always got to ask, where are you at tonight? Uh, you're going to love this answer. I'm I'm in uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, because I came up to cover the state golf tournament. What? So I'm I'm in uh, I'm in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, keeping one eye open for uh, Dolly Parton. I love and, it. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's where I am. Honest to goodness, I'll be back home uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, so I'll I'll, I'll be. Uh, I'll be at a game next week for sure. That's incredible. All right, well, have a good time over there in Pigeon Forge, and you know we'll hear back, we'll hear back from you soon. Okay, thanks, guys. All right. Well, that was John Varlis over there in Pigeon Forge covering golf. Wow, I didn't expect that one at all. Uh, but you know, of course, we always love to have him on the show. Uh, but when we come back, I definitely want to get into some uh, some of the biggest games going around. There are a lot of teams, surprisingly, that aren't playing because it's it's fall break for a lot of schools, so it's a little bit of a you know shallower week uh, of football. Um, but that's okay. There's still there are still plenty of really good marquee matchups, and I definitely want to talk to you about those. And we'll get all into all of that when we come back with this break. 
your exclusive source for high school sports coverage, the Mighty 990. Now, back to the Magnolia Homes pregame show with Josh Rivera. Briarcrest and Pure Academy facing off in just a little bit. We're going to go to Joseph Clayton Field after I talk to you a little bit about some of these games that we have upcoming, uh, and then we'll have Josh Davis and Parker May uh, for an exciting game over there at Joseph Clayton Field uh, as Briarcrest tries to even the record a little bit, but um, this is the pregame show sponsored by Magnolia Homes, and I'm excited you're here joining me. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about some of these games today. And, of course, um, we have uh, Mumford, who's one, who's one of the only undefeated teams remaining in Memphis. You know, this is many people's best team, and they had a real test. Uh, they're going to have a real test versus Southwind tonight. Uh, you know, this is a good Southwind team. They're 5-1, and one, and you look at Mumford, they're 7-1. and one. Mumford is actually – I was doing some math. I was looking, and I figured – you know, I'm looking at all the, the the final scores for Mumford, and they're putting easily over 40 to 50 points average pretty much every night. And I looked at the last game where they won and put 60 points on the board. And I'm like, how many points total did this team score all year so far? Mumford has scored a total of 322 points all season. That's impressive, but to me what's more impressive is they've only allowed 65 points They've scored 322 points, and they've only allowed 65. That's absolutely insane. Every game has been a complete blowout, and their closest game was versus Dyer County, and you look at that game, it wasn't even that close. It was 54-31. to 31. So again, it, it may be the closest game, but it's it was really just, just easy for them. So again, Mumford, they're just killing it right now. They're obviously the number one team uh, for most people, and definitely in mine. And I'll get into my top 10 in the halftime show as usual. Uh, but Southwind, you look at them, they're a pretty good football team too. And I don't want to take anything away from them. Um, but unfortunately, last year they lost to Mumford 44-14. to You know, that team, they actually went 2-8 and eight in the season. So now they're a 5-1 and one team. This is a different team. So, you know, I'm not going to say that Mumford has an easy chance tonight because just because they beat them last year, this isn't the same Southwind team. So I, I do have some sort of hope for Southwind. I think this is a team that's more than capable of winning. But, you know, in... Mumford is the most capable team. They've just been making the season look easy. A win for either is an advantage in the Region 8-5A championship. Uh, in six total games, both teams have won, if each won three. So whoever wins wins this game, they'll take over that lead in the in that little uh, you know history historic matchup for them. Uh, and then next is Germantown and Arlington. Germantown, they're five and two. Arlington, they're four and three. Germantown, they've had the most impressive five game stretch in Memphis until it was of course shut down two weeks ago, but you look at some of their wins they had. Christian Brothers, MUS, Whitehaven, Bartlett. They've been in the top three discussion for many weeks, but you know, they dropped the last two games. You know, last week they showed that they actually are beatable. They lost to Houston 35 to 24. And then of course they lost to Collierville 20 to 6. And and so it's tough to see Germantown fall in this little hole. I think they can come out of it. I think this team has shown time and time again this season they're more than capable of winning big games. Uh, and if you look at Arlington, they've kind of had a sneaky bounce back season. They started the season one and two, and I thought, okay, well, there goes their season because they had a really rough season last year too. But they they went on a 3-0 streak. They beat Overton, they beat White Station, they beat Cordova, and then they dropped last week's game versus Whitehaven, but they're still 4-3. and three. They're still a pretty overly, I would say, just a tad over uh, uh, average. Um, they, they had a tough end to the schedule, so you can't blame them because on top of playing Germantown tonight, they also have to finish their season versus Houston and then Collierville in their field. So really tough matchup for Arlington. This is probably a must-win game. They don't want to 
have a negative season and you have to start with Germantown. You know, this is a big playoff implication. Both these teams have two region losses. So the winner of this is going to have the edge because only the top four in the region secure a spot in the playoffs. So this is a must win for both teams. Some other notable games, Bartlett, they're going to be playing Cordova. Bartlett, 5-2. and two. They're going to be playing a struggling Cordova team. White Station and Whitehaven. White Station is sitting at 2-5. and five, Whitehaven at 3-4. and four. We also have Kingsbury. They're 1-5. And, and then Brighton, they're 2-5. and five. Overton's going to be playing at Central. Overton's 3-4. and four. They're going to be looking to even their record. And then Central, they're 4-3. and three. Kirby and Ridgeway, two struggling football teams. Kirby's 2-5 and five and Ridgeway is 1-6. and six. And then a really good team, Melrose, they're 5-1. and one. They're going to be playing Wooddale, who's still searching for their first win. Of course, we know they played Chris, uh, uh, Briarcrest not too long ago. They're 0-7. Covington, they're 5-1. and one. They're one of the best teams in Memphis. They're going to be playing Bolivar Central, who's one of the least better one, I should say. They're 1-6. And, and they have Oakhaven. They're 2-4. and four. They're playing MLK Prep. Uh, Oakhaven, 2-4. MLK Prep, 1-6. MASE, they're one of the best teams, but they kind of are in a you know weaker division. They're they're 6-0 undefeated. They're playing Middleton, who's looking for their first win. They're on seven. And then you have FACS visiting Fade Academy. FACS two and four, Fade Academy three and four. And then Harding, they're visiting Tipton Rosemark. Both teams looking for their first win. So one of those two programs are going to have their first win of the season. Harding 0-7, Tipton Rosemark 0-6. And then uh, to finish off, I have South Panola. They're 4-1. They're going to be playing South Haven, who's 5-0. So that'll be a really, really big Mississippi game, uh, as well as Olive Branch and Horn Lake. Olive Branch is 4-2, and and then Horn Lake, they're also looking for their first win of the season. Uh, and then I want to finish off real quick by just, just touching a little bit about last, uh, last night's game, I should say, uh, between Collierville and... Uh, falling for the first time this season against Houston, the giant killer. Uh, this is really shocking. You know, you have Houston, uh, who's just been more than impressive all season long. They last year they had a six and five record. They started at three and two in the first five games, and now you look at them. They're six and two, and their two biggest wins are against Germantown and Collierville, both teams who were undefeated at the time before they played. Really impressive stuff by Houston. And you look at Damon Cisa, he actually recently won Player of the Week, Week 6, and he literally carried this Mustangs team past the Red Devils uh, when he had 38 carries and 4 touchdowns. And then last night, he had 3 touchdowns and nearly 200 yards. He had 185. So, But unfortunately, these two teams are going to be idle next week due to fall break. So Collierville and Houston, they're both 4-1 and one in the region, and uh, you know that's going to be really, really key as the season goes on. Germantown and Arlington, they're next with two region losses, and those two play tonight over there in Germantown. But guys, this is going to conclude, excuse me, this is going to conclude the pregame show sponsored by Magnolia Homes Live Life Well. And I'm going to go ahead and throw it to Josh Davis and Parker May uh, after this commercial break where we're going to jump into some of their takes of what's going to take for Briarcrest to win tonight, some of their analysis, some of their research, and excited to hear all of that. So guys, thank you for joining me on the pregame show here in the Mighty 99 studios. We'll be back at the halftime show. I'll see you then after this commercial break. Live on the Mighty 990 KWAM, it's football time in Memphis. We're the Prior Crest Saints, powered by EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Prior Crest Football, built on a firm foundation of faith, excellence, tradition, perseverance, teamwork, Christ-centered athletes of character. That's who we are. We are Briarcrest. Let's play some football. Now, live from high atop Clayton Field in the Ray Mullen Press Box, the Mighty 990 presents your Game of the Week. Here's Josh Davis and Parker May. It is a beautiful night for football here on the campus of Briarcrest Christian School where tonight 
The Briarcrest Saints with a 3-4 record will be taking on the Pure Academy Royals coming in tonight with a 2-4 record. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Davis. I'm being joined by Parker May. And, Parker, uh, the Saints lost a really tough game against MUS. So how do you think they will overcome that and come out tonight against a, a very talented team from Pure Academy? Yeah, Josh, absolutely. Really a heartbreaking game last week over at MUS, losing 17-19. And it's kind of shocking the Saints dropped to 0-3 in region play for the first time since 2011. And my keys to the game to kind of get the Saints back on track and get them to 500 again is get Max Coe and Reed Leonard involved early. Both of them have had great seasons, but we haven't yet seen a breakout game from Max Kerr. We right. saw one last week at Linder with nine catches for 151 yards. And then get off the field on third down. We've struggled that all season, especially in region play. And Pure is very good at keeping teams on the field. Their first drive last week against Chris Brothers with a 17-yard drive that kept took the, over seven minutes of the clock. So they will run the clock out. They will make some fantastic drives and limit turnovers. Make the game easy for your quarterback, Blake Clarkson, getting his third start of the season tonight. Cade Carlson's hopeful to return after our bye week. So... Looking to see how he performs tonight, and I'm excited to see this team perform. And, you know, a lot of the folks out there listening right now, they know Christian Brothers, they know MUS. Pure Academy, that's a new name on the scene. They were just actually a school that was just started during COVID. But they, while their record isn't all that great, they've actually played a lot of good football this year. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. They've played a really tough schedule. Their four losses have all been against powerhouses. They've lost to Bartlett, Houston, and CBHS locally, and then they went to Nashville and played Pope John Paul, who's a very good team. That a team that the Saints might see in the playoffs, and they took a loss there. And they have a very good offense. It's kind of hard to stop. They ran, they run the ball a lot. Look for a lot of option plays, read option, even some triple option. Yeah, they have a lot of they have a very athletic quarterback, a lot of talented defensive linemen as well. They will get after the quarterback. They're a very aggressive defense. Had three sacks last week. Had an interception. Forced two turnovers. And they held Christian Brothers to less than 225 yards of offense. The, my keys to the game for Pure to try to have a chance in this football game is pressure the quarterback, make Blake Clarkson try to be a playmaker, establish run game early, which will be huge for them, and take care of the football. If they can limit turnovers, they're going to be in a great spot to win this football game. And let's talk a little bit about Blake Clarkson. You've mentioned him a couple of times. We talked a lot about him last week against MUS. Uh, really a bit of a, a just amazing story. He got hurt early in the year was playing linebacker in the middle of the year, and all of a sudden the Saints have a, a couple of a quarterbacks go down. Next thing you know, they're bringing him over from linebacker, and he's out there uh, uh, playing linebacker. I mean, playing quarterback now. Yeah, playing quarterback, and he's playing it pretty well, in fact, Josh. He's 28 for 45 in his two starts, 62% completion percentage, 364 passing yards, six touchdowns, only two interceptions. Very good for a quarterback who's normally a linebacker, Josh, and it's pretty impressive, and I think he's – excited and he's really stepped to the task and performed pretty well. Yeah, that was really a great game he had against a very tough MUS defense last week. Saints came up just a little bit short and just a uh, just a really a really exciting ball game, but uh, and then there was that crazy zero-yard punt right at the end, but the Saints weren't able to uh, take advantage of it. Right now, the captains are out at the middle of the field and it looks as though the Saints will get the ball first. So we'll see Briarcrest on offense. Uh, so what what do you think? What do the Saints need to do coming out of the gate here, Parker? Well, last week we tried to establish an early with Joe Dutzling. That didn't really work. So if we can't get that done early, stick to the passing game. Let's make Blake Carson make plays to kind of set up some easier routes for him. Get those short routes established early so he doesn't have to take these long plays to take it. That force the offensive line to kind of be a big factor in this game. So we are about a minute and a half away from kickoff here at Clayton Field. The Briarcrest Saints will be taking on the Pure Academy Royals. So, yeah, it's a little bit – there's a nice crowd here tonight, but a little bit subdued. It is fall break, so some folks have already taken off. So I guess the fans that are here are going to have to work a little bit harder tonight to get, to get the atmosphere going. Yeah, absolutely. Still a good crowd here, as you said. 
Some people are excited to watch this team play. I feel like it's a huge game for both teams. Pure trying to get their first win locally. They picked up two wins away in Mississippi. And for the Saints, trying to get back to 500 and trying to get some momentum for the playoffs in a few weeks. Yeah, both teams have just come out on the field. Briarcrest and white pants, white jerseys, green numerals. And I like this outfit. I like the green helmets with the gold emblem on the side. Pure Academy uh, is going to be in all black, black helmets, black jerseys, black pants. They do have red numerals, and I can already tell you, it, they're a little hard to read, so uh, so we'll yeah. apologize to any Pure Academy fans tonight if they're listening. Uh, that we it may be a little difficult to pick up those numbers, but uh, we'll do the best we can. Absolutely. Pure's kicker is number 23, a senior. He'll be the kicker for tonight, and their starting quarterback, who played very, very well last week against Christian Brothers, will be Zach Sandifer. Back deep for Briarcrest will be Reed Linder and Devin Johnson. And you're right, you know, Reed Linder has had a couple of breakout games. But Max Carroll, while he's obviously had some big plays this year, he still really hadn't had that big game yet. Yeah, as you said, he's had a lot of huge touchdowns, seven touchdowns on the season, seventh in the Memphis area. But he only has 22 catches. Look for him and Reed Linder. Try to get involved early so they can be a big factor in this ballgame. And before we even get started, they actually just penalize Pure for not coming out on the field on time. So they're going to move the ball all the way back to the 25. I've never seen this I've happen. I've never seen that either. They literally j just dropped a flag and moved him back 10 yards. I'm assuming that's because because Briarcrest has been out there waiting for the kick for quite a while. And so, they've, so Pure Academy will have to kick from the 25-yard line. So Omar Sai is going to uh, – we're going to test his leg out early here. Yeah, Linder and Johnson standing at about the 15-yard line. So we are about to get underway, and there is the kick. It is a low-line driver. It's going to hit. Briarcrest will field it at about the 30. That's Linder up to the 35. He's going to get out to about the 40-yard line, and that's where Briarcrest will take over first down and 10. They're going to spot it at about the 39. Yeah, great field position for Blake Clarkson on his first drive of the night. He'll be joining the huddle to start with JoJo Salim, Devin Johnson, Reed Linder, Max Carroll, Caleb Donaldson as your skill positions. And then on the offensive line, Zach Green, Isaiah Robertson, Zeke Taylor, Cage Shivers, and Nate Bledsoe. By the way, uh, Briarcrest is sporting pink socks tonight for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So uh, uh, we, they're very easy to see out there. So Blake Clarkson overlooks the offense. He has two wideouts to the right, two to the left. Has JoJo Salim as the single back in the backfield. There's a snap. He's going to hand it to Salim. Salim up the middle. Not much running room that time. May have got a yard. Yeah, it's been one of the issues for the Saints this season. We saw the drop off. We losing Ahmad Miller to Whitehaven this season. He's had a fantastic season. Actually, ran in the other night at the Houston Carville game, which is a fantastic game. Great crowd. Hopefully we can get the run established a little bit earlier tonight. So second down, second and about two. Saints will pass it this time. A swing pass out to Linder, and he's got plenty of running room. He's up to the 50, makes a man. Actually, the guy made a, the young man from Pure made an excellent tackle, but not before Reed Linder gets a first down. Yeah, it was a great job by their senior defensive back, Alpha Diallo, number 15 for the Royals making a big play there. So Still a first down. Yeah, first down and 10 for Briarcrest. Ball is on the 48-yard line on the 48 of Pure. So the Saints have passed the 50-yard line. Fake handoff. Clarkson will keep it this time. He will plunge into the middle of the line and pick up about two yards on first down. Yeah, something Blake Clarkson can do as a quarterback. That gives him a little bit of an edge coming from linebackers. That tough kid able to take a few hits, so that gives him some durability at the quarterback position. 
Yeah, that time he picks up two, so it's going to be second down and eight uh, for Briar Crest. Ball is at the 46-yard line. We are just getting started here at Clayton Field. They're going to ha- actually fake to Saleem, going to get it to Carroll. Max cuts up field. He has a couple of yards, and he breaks a tackle. And is going to cl- Well, not actually. He uh, is going to pick up about five yards, going to bring up about a third down and about three for Briar Crest. Yeah, that was one of my keys to the game. They're kind of working it into – Action right here. Carroll and Linder already with a reception early in this ball game in this drive. Third and about three here for Clarkson. Yeah, third and three for the Saints. Ball is at the 41-yard line. They need to get to the 38. There's a snap. Pass up the middle. Had Linder open but throws it over his head. So here we go, fourth down and three. We know Brian Stewart's not scared to go for it. What do you think he does here, Parker? I think he leave the offense on the field this instance. Fourth and short. Offense had looked good on, up up until that play. Clarkson kind of threw it a little bit behind Linder in a high. Still, I I like this call by Robbie Donaldson, the offensive coordinator, leaving the offense on the field. So they are leaving the offense on the field. Three wideouts to his left, one to the right. Now they are going to take a look to the sidelines, and they are signaling. Coach Donaldson signaling a play in. Blake looks like he knows what to do, so they're going to get set again. This time, Salim goes in motion. They're going to throw it to Salim. He's going to cut up field. He is going to be tackled, and it looks like he's going to be short of the first down, and he will. He actually only got up maybe back to the line of scrimmage. So, went for it, didn't work. Yeah, not the best play call. They're trying to go a screen pass behind the line of scrimmage. Either way, the pure Royals will take over with great field position for him at their own 41-yard line. Yeah, he actually only got right back to the original line of scrimmage. So it'll be first down and 10 for pure the Pure Academy Royals. They have, like I said, they have a 2-4 and four record, but they have played a brutal schedule. And for the most part, they have played very difficult teams, very tough all year. So their quarterback... Zach Sandifer back in the shotgun. Two wideouts to his left, to the right. There's a snap. He's going to throw it out in the flats. Ball is caught. He's going to pick up a couple of yards, and that's going to be it on the tackle for Briarcrest was number 45, Carter Bostic. Cameron Duhon, number five for the Royals on the catch. Junior receiver there making his first catch of the evening. So that will be a gain of about two, second down and eight for Pure. So both teams early on, Parker, trying to – Test out the short passing game. Yeah, Pure actually went away from the passing game last week, only threw the ball 10 times. So I'm really surprised to see them go to that really early in this football game. So Briarcrest with four down linemen, three linebackers, four defensive backs. Now they come up tight. There's going to be a fake handoff. He's going to look to throw the ball, but Briarcrest had him. He gets away. He's up to the 50, down to the 45, down to the inside the 40-yard line. And, yeah, Parker, the Saints did a beautiful job that time of getting penetration, but they couldn't finish the play. Yeah, it's frustrating for the Saints defense. Had a man wrapped up. It looked like Brandon Myers, who almost had a chance to get him down there behind the line of scrimmage. It's a big breakaway play. Another mobile quarterback that the Saints can't seem to stop early on. So that'll be first down for Pure Academy. The ball is spotted at the 36-yard line. They are on the Briarcrest side of the field, so they are threatening here early. We are just getting started. There are nine minutes and 17 seconds to go. They're going to pass this time. They have a man. It's caught. He breaks a tackle up, and he may go all the way down to the 10, down to the 5. Touchdown, Pure Academy. And just like that, the Royals will take a 6 to nothing lead over Briarcrest. Wow, that happened quick. Wow, is right, Josh. <laughs> Very surprising start to this game. And credit to the Pure offense led by their head coach, Melvin Colwentz. And their offensive coordinator, Zach Gray, fantastic game plan, worked to perfection, and 
They had two blast plays on that drive, and you normally don't see that from the Royals. But a fantastic drive and then poor defensive drive from the Saints. Yeah, yeah some missed tackles there. And uh, so anyway, uh, Pure is now on to make the kick. Their kicker, Omar Sy, puts the ball up. It is blocked. And so it will remain 6 to nothing. So with nine minutes and nine seconds to go in the first quarter, the Pure Academy Royals are leading Briarcrest 6 to nothing. We'll be back right after this. Okay, it is six to nothing. Pure Academy over Brian Crest. There are nine minutes and nine seconds left to go in the first quarter. This time, Pure Academy will get to. I didn't realize if you don't get on the field on time, it's a 15-yard penalty because <laughs> they they marked them all the way back to the 25 for not getting out in time last time. But it really didn't hurt uh, didn't hurt them because they were able to stop the Saints and then get the ball back and go down and score. There is a kick. It is deep. Nice kick. Lender's going to have to field it inside the five-yard line. Here he comes. He's up to the 15, 20, 25. Still on his feet to the 30. Still on his feet to the 40. Out past the 40-yard line to about the 41-yard line is Reed Lender. So the Saints are going to have good field uh, field position again this time. Yeah, good field position once again. And that's what Reed Lender does so good. Of He gets space, finds his little room, and does what his blockers do. Sets him up perfectly. Great field position for Blake Clarkson to see if they can take advantage of it this time. Yeah, so Briarcrest, who uh, surprisingly finds himself finds themselves down six to nothing very early in this ball game. Blake Clarkson lines his players up. He has two wideouts to his right, two to the left. He has JoJo Salim as the lone running back. There's the snap. Clarkson looking to run. I mean, looking to pass. He throws it. Has Carroll. He breaks a tackle. He's up to the. 45. He may still. He actually looked like he was down, but he stayed on his feet. And Max Carroll will get out past the first down yardage and will pick up about 15 on that play. That was uh, looked like he was down, but he wasn't. It wasn't, Josh. That's a heads up play. It reminds me of the play I remember from the 2010 yep. College Football National Championship thing. I was actually in attendance. As an Auburn, Auburn fan, you'd yeah. remember that, yeah. So, yeah, he kind of rolled on top of the pure player and, and stayed on his feet. So, that'll be a first down for Brian Crest. Clarkson looked like he wanted to hand the ball off. Now he's going to throw it down field, and actually he looked like he was just getting rid of that ball. He actually got hit that time by uh, Pure Academy. So actually kind of, you know, heads up play that time by Blake to just get rid of the football. Yeah, great job to avoid the sack, but credit to the Pure Royal defensive line, and that was number 50, Julian Taylor going on and making a great hit on Clarkson. So it'll be second down and 10 for Briar Crest. They have it inside. Uh, the Pure Academy uh, side of the field. The ball is at the 46-yard line. It's going to be second down and 10. Clarkson has three wideouts to his left, one to the right. There's a snap. He's going to hand it to Salim. Salim has a hole right up the middle. He's going to lunge forward for about a 12-yard gain, and that'll be another Briarcrest first down. Great job by Jojo Salim. Really, that right side of that offensive line led by Nate Bledsoe. Taking his blocks upfield and giving Salim a ton of room to run through for a Briarcrest first down. Yeah, Salim really showed a lot of uh, quickness that time. He hit that hole very hard and uh, picked up the first down. So now Briarcrest has the ball first and 10 on the 34-yard line. Back to pass is Clarkson. He's, uh, he's under pressure. It looks like he's going to run it, and now he looks to pass, and eventually he's just going to have to go out of bounds. That will actually be a loss of about two for the Saints. Yeah, not sure what they were trying to do there. Fake the quarterback run, then really had nothing developing downfield for Clarkson. The second and about 12 here. Yeah, Blake, a couple of times now he's done a good job of uh, kind of avoiding the disaster. That time he could have been thrown for a, a, a longer sack than he was, and instead he lost in about a yard. So it'll be second down. 11, 11, 12, back to pass, looking, has a man, has Carroll. Carroll cuts up field. He will get right to about the first down yard marker. He's still fighting. Looks like he's going to be about a yard short. That will bring up third down and one for the Saints. 
Yeah, third and short here, but a good chance for the Saints as they keep moving downfield, almost in the red zone here, try to get, pick up this first down. Carroll with already his third catch of the evening. So, Briarcrest moving very quickly. Clarkson takes a snap, gives it to Salim. JoJo cuts up field. He'll have the first down, and he will get all the way down to about the third, I mean, excuse me, 21-yard line. So, that'll be a first down for Briarcrest. Yeah, a huge first down from the Saints. And great job by JoJo Salim. Early four carries and has picked up some two big runs there to move the change for the Saints. Yeah, JoJo's looking really good tonight early. First down for Briarcrest. The ball is spotted at the... 23-yard line, so that'll be first and 10 for Briarcrest. Blake Clarkson takes the snap. He is back. He is rolling out. He's under pressure. Now he's going to run the ball up to the 20, up to about the 15-yard line where he is finally hit. That'll be a nice uh, approximately 8-yard gain for Blake on first down. Yeah, great job by Blake Clarkson and Joshua Bradley, Jr., they're actually their freshman cornerback able to bring him down there. That shows the dur durability once he had a Clarkson able to take a big hit. Gain of seven that time. Be second down and three for Briar Crest. He has three wideouts to the right, one to the left. Back to pass, looking, looking. Plenty of time. Gets it to Donaldson. He cuts up field. Still on his feet down to the five-yard line. That'll be another Briar Crest first down. Caleb Donaldson on the catch. Beautiful job by Caleb Donaldson. Being patient, waiting for that pass from Clarkson. Letting his blocks develop from his other receivers on that side and making a big juke move for the Briarcrest first and goal. So first and goal, Briarcrest, the ball is spotted on the five-yard line. Looks like the Jumbotron went out, but we'll be able to still tell you what's going on. First down and goal from the five, and there's Salim. He's looking upfield. He's past the five. He's down around the goal line. He's trying to get in the end zone. He won't quite make it. He'll be thrown down at the one. The Briarcrest players think he scored, but the referees disagree, so... Uh, so it's going to be now the pure players think it's a fumble, and it is. He fumbled the ball on the one-yard line. It will be. They're actually going to call it a touchback. Must have recovered it in the end zone. That is a huge mistake for the Saints. Yeah, unbelievable. Crazy start to this game for the Saints. He had a turnover in the end zone. They thought it was going to be a touchdown because they thought a Saints player had it, but it is a pure turnover. Great job by Pure forcing another turnover. Forced two turnovers. They had to turn around downs for the first job. Then a huge fumble there. So it started about the 20-yard line. Yeah, I know to add, to add insult to injury, uh, the uh, the ball went into the end zone where Pure recovered uh, re uh, re it. So they will actually have it first and 10 on the 20-yard line. And they, they being Pure, are leading six to nothing. Six minutes and five seconds to go in the first quarter. And they are... Have the ball again, going to try to add on to that lead. There's a snap. Going to hand that. Uh, actually, the quarterback's going to keep it. He's going to pitch it on the option play. The running back's still on his feet, and that'll be a first down for Pure Academy. Very surprising start by Pure once again. They're coming out with a lot of intensity, and it's very impressive to see them moving the ball downfield on the Saints, and they're already up to about the 35-yard line. Yeah, that uh, there's, you know, as we talked about, you know, Parker, there's not as big a crowd here tonight because of fall break, and there's a little bit of a lull in the stadium, and it's going to be incumbent on the Saints players to find energy elsewhere because it's not coming really from the crowd tonight. Here comes Briarcrest showing a blitz this time. Quick pass out into the flat for Pure. Uh, once again, they're going to get a nice gain on first down. The ball is going to get out to about the 40-yard line. That'll be a pickup of six for Pure. So it'll be second down and about four for Pure Academy. They have jumped out very quickly on Briarcrest, six to nothing here in the first quarter, and they are driving again. Gain of five on the play, refreshing six on the play. So it'll be second down, second and four for the Pure Academy Royals. There's a snap. 
handoff up the middle. He's picking his way. This time, Briarcrest's defensive front does a great job, tackles him for about a one-yard gain. Yeah, much better job on that running play from the Saints defense. Jay, set, Jay Setzer coming up from the linebacker position, making a big hit on him to limit the gain to about two. So it'll be third down and two for Pure Academy. By the way, the Jumbotron's back up in case anybody's worried about that. So uh, third down, third and two for Pure Academy. Big play right here for the Briarcrest defense. Like you said, they need to be able to get off the field. There's a snap. Going to hand it to the running back. The Saints come up, and they're going to throw him for about a four-yard loss. That time, Briarcrest not only got penetration but finished the play. And that's what the defense was standing out on the defensive line for the Saints this season. Brandon Myers coming up and making a huge play. I believe now he's almost nearing double digits in tackles for loss. That was his ninth in the season. So that's going to break up a fourth down for Pure Academy, fourth and about six. So we will see them punt for the first time tonight. We have uh, Reed Linder and uh, JoJo Salim are back deep. So there is the punt. It's a low-line driver. It'll come straight to Salim. He feels it at the 25-yard line, up to the 30, up to the 35. He's out to the 40. He gets a pass, the 40-yard line, out to about the 43. So a little bit of a broken record here, Parker. The Saints continually get good, get good field position. Let's see what they can do with it this time. Yeah, it's a great point, Josh. Three drives. I feel like their worst starting field position has been about the 40-yard line. So huge chance here for the Saints. Hopefully they can capitalize here as we're getting towards the end of the third, first quarter, I should say, just over three and a half to go. Huge chance for the Saints offense to kind of tie this game up before the end of the quarter. Yeah, three minutes and 36 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Pure Academy is leading six to nothing over Briarcrest. The Saints drove it all the way down to the one-yard line and then fumbled it into the end zone, giving Pure Academy the ball. But Saints defense came up, got a big stop. Now Briarcrest has it first and ten on uh, their own 44-yard line. Blake Clarkson, that Pure Academy now, is going to bring the blitz. Going to hand it off up the middle. Salim has a hole. He's out to the 50. Going to be a gain of about six or seven on first down for Salim. That was a great job by Blake Clarkson. Reading the blitz, coming in and feeding that handoff to Salim for a big gain. So Salim will pick up, it looks like about six yards on there, right at the 50-yard line. It's going to be second down and four for the Saints. Right over three minutes to go in the first quarter. If we're going to fake the handoff, Clarkson rolls out. He has a man, but he uh, throws it out of bounds. It's going to be an incomplete pass. Yeah, right idea from Clarkson, just not the best execution. A little bit overthrown. The intended target was Reed Linder. Huge chance here for Pure to get off the field third and four right at midfield. Yeah, Pure has a defensive lineman, 99, James Jones, 298 pounds, and he looks every bit of it. Yeah, he's a machine. They have another offensive lineman, 6'4", 388. So Briarcrest taking their time here. They've got plenty of time on the game clock. You've got both Max Carroll and Reed Linder out to the left. You've got one wide out to the right. Now Linder is in motion. Clarkson is going to flip it to Carroll, and, boy, it looked like uh, Pure Academy knew that play was coming. They bring down Max immediately. So now you're going to have fourth down, fourth and long for Briarcrest. Yeah, Pure clearly been watching film because that was a beautiful job reading that play perfectly and we haven't seen the same field use that in this territory we've seen them use that closer in the red zone in the goal line situations yeah, and Briarcrest left the offense out on the field for a while but they will now bring uh, Cooper Allen in to punt the ball away and so that's what the Saints will do the Briarcrest has uh, moved the ball some but uh, hasn't been able to put it in the end zone yet so Cooper Allen 
gets the snap, punts it away. It's a wobbly low kick. It's going to actually land out of bounds at the 31-2-3. Still, uh, the ref is still, so it's going to be at the 36-yard line. So not a very good punt that time by, by Cooper Allen. Yeah, not his best punt, but he still has had a pretty successful season punting. He's still second in the Memphis area and average punt distance at just under 40 yards. So here we go again. There's two minutes and ten seconds to go in the first quarter. Pure Academy has jumped out to a six-to-nothing lead, and they have the ball back. The ball is on the 36-yard line of Briarcrest, their quarterback. Zach Sandifer lines him up. Three wideouts to the left, one to the right. Has a single running back. There's a snap, and he's just going to take it on a pure quarterback run. And that time, Briarcrest was all over it. You're going to bring him down for about a two- or three-yard loss. Brandon Myers once again making a big-time play. That's now his tenth tackle for loss on the season, and it continues to step up for this defensive line. Going to be a loss of two, second down and 12. The ball is back to the 34-yard line. Be second down, second and 12. About a minute 40 to go here in the first quarter. There's a snap, back to pass. Looking downfield under pressure, gets away from it. It's going to throw the ball, has a man. It's complete at the 50-yard line. He's still on his feet out to the 45, going to be run out of bounds. Well, actually stayed in, gets all the way down to the 30-yard line. And I tell you, you've got to be, Parker, you had said before the game, Pure Academy hadn't had a ton of success uh, passing the ball, but they're having success tonight doing it. Yeah, they had a really poor passing performance last week against Christian Brothers, only 55 passing yards. And their quarterback, Zach Sandifer is really stepping up tonight. They're at time connecting with number two, Trey Moore. So first and ten for Pure Academy. They lead six to nothing here late in the first quarter, and they are driving again. The ball is first and ten on the 31-yard line. of Briarcrest is going to throw a quick pass out into the flat, but this time the Briarcrest Saints defense comes in. Uh, I saw it. There was a face mask. Made a great play, but unfortunately Parker got the face mask, and that's going to be a major penalty against Briarcrest. Yeah, it was Colin Collier and John Richard O combining for that tackle. One of them is going to get called for the face mask. Yeah, it looked like John Richard Odell that time. Just uh, we'll, we'll see if they call it the 15-yard variety because he really didn't jerk the helmet. Uh, but uh, uh, definitely a face mask against Briarcrest. So that ball will be spotted from the 30-yard line all the way down to the 15. And, wow, Pure Academy now has it in the red zone, threatening to score again. Yeah, huge break for the Royals offense. And they continue to impress me tonight. And so now the referee, so Pure Academy is actually going to call a timeout. So with one minute and 16 seconds to go in the first quarter, we will take a timeout as well. You're listening to Briarcrest Football here on the Mighty 990 KWAM. Okay, we are back with Briarcrest Football. The Saints are trailing Pure, the Pure Academy Royals 6 to nothing. It is first down for Pure Academy after a face mask penalty against Briarcrest. It's first down and 10 from the 15-yard line, and Pure Academy just called a timeout, and now they are backing on the field. Their quarterback, Zach Sandifer, barking out the signals. There's a snap. Looking downfield, he's going to throw in the end zone. He has a man. It looks like it was picked off, and it was. Beautiful interception by Briarcrest that time. Uh, so, hey, they've been living by the pass, but they died by it that time, Parker. Yeah, complete opposite of their game plan last week, Johnson with Chris Brown. That was Colin Collier, junior defensive back, making a big-time play there, his second interception of the season. And he continues to step up when the Saints need him the most. So both teams now turn the ball over in the end zone tonight. So uh, uh, that's a, that, it, ha, it hurt Briarcrest earlier, definitely helped the Saints right there. 
Yeah, huge break for the Saints. And now Blake Clarkson goes out first third drive of the evening. Trying to get something going here at the end of the first quarter. minute and eight seconds to go. Yeah, first down, the ball will be at the 20-yard lines. The Saints have moved the ball, and as we said, they moved it all the way to the one-yard line at one time but then fumbled in the end zone. But they haven't been able to get it in the end zone. This time they're going to hand it to Salim. He has a hole. He's going to get from the 20 out to about the 27. Nice six-yard. They'll give him six. Nice six-yard gain for Salim on first down. Yeah, it seems to be much better tonight getting a, more yards per carry than usual, only averaging about 3.9. Coming in tonight, but very effective for him so far tonight. Yeah, he may have actually gotten seven. It's going to be second down and three for Brian Cress. They're going to fake it to Saleem. Clarkson rolling out. He has a man, Linder, and he overthrows it out of bounds. Yeah, that time Clarkson maybe should have got rid of that ball a little bit sooner. Had Linder open, trying to let that block develop downfield. Either way, a little bit overthrown there, third and short now for the Brian Cress offense. So we have 40.7 seconds left to go here in the first quarter. And unfortunately, there will be a hold against the Saints that we're just now seeing. So that'll back Briarcrest up another 10 yards from the spot of the foul. Looks like they're going to say it was from about the 25-yard line. So that's going to put them back on the 15. And you know, the Saints last couple of weeks, Parker, have actually played fairly clean on penalties, but they've had a couple of big ones here early. Yeah, that's exactly right, Josh. Trusting last week against MUS, we'll add really one crucial penalty in this. This quarter, we've already had two big ones, that face mask, and this is huge holding penalty right here. So it's going to be second down, second down and 15 now for Briarcrest. Ball all the way back at their own 15-yard line. Clarkson has three wide receivers to his left, one to his right. He will take the snap. Looking downfield, as a man, Linder, he has him at the 20 up to the 25, and, and Reed actually still on his feet out to almost the 30-yard line. He will be short of the first down, though. Yeah, Linder and... Linder getting involved early, his second reception of the first quarter. Might be the last play of the quarter. We'll see what the Saints do here. It's going to be third and about one. Yeah, 14-yard gain that time for Linder. Looks like they're going to try to get this play off. They've got about 15 seconds left to go in the quarter. Clarkson looks over the sidelines. Now he may just let the – well, let's see what he does. Seven seconds to go. There is the snap. Fakes it to Salim. He's going to keep the ball, going to cut up field. He's going to have the first down. So on the last play of the first quarter, Blake Clarkson keeps it himself and will get the first down. That's the end of the first quarter. Pure Academy is leading 6 to nothing. We'll be back with Briarcrest football right after this. While we were away, Briarcrest ran a play. Clarkson tried to throw it deep to Linder, but he – uh, Reed was uh, covered, and he kind of threw it over by his head. So it's going to be second down, second and ten for Briarcrest. The ball is at the 33-yard line of the Saints. Clarkson takes a snap. He's going to pitch it to Salim. He's going to cut up field. He has a little bit of running room. Breaks a tackle out past the 40-yard line. He's going to get very close to a first down. Beautiful job that time by JoJo. Looked like it was going to be a three- or four-yard game. Broke the tackle and got just about out to the first down yardage. Yeah, as you just said, JoJo's been very impressive. And they actually are going to give him the first yeah. down yardage. Continues to pick up big games in the sand seat. That time on the toss play. Great job by Nate Bledsoe and Cade Stewart once again sealing those blocks. So the ball is spotted at the 43-yard line. That'll be a first down for Briarcrest. Very early here in the second quarter. Saints are down 6 to nothing. This time Clarkson fakes it to Salim. He's going to keep it himself. And uh, Pure Academy was all over that play. That'll be a loss of about two for the Saints. Yeah, much better job by the Royals defense controlling the run there for the Saints. Now loss of about one, so second and 11 here. 
So second down and 11 for Briarcrest, very early here in the second quarter. Joseph Clayton Field on the campus of Briarcrest Christian School. It is Briarcrest against the Pure Academy Royals. Pure Academy with a 6-0 lead. Fakes the handoff, rolling out. Clarkson looking downfield. He has a man in double coverage. And uh, fortunately, that time, that ball just went to the ground. Yeah, not a bad throw by Clarkson, but great coverage there from the Pure defense. Number three, Joshua Bradley Jr. on the coverage. Yeah, Caleb Donaldson was the intended receiver. So now big play in the game here, Parker. Third down 11 for Briarcrest. Yeah, you got a feeling they really need to get something going offensively here real soon or else, I don't know, this crowd that's not into it, it could really get even quieter, I guess, yeah. if it's possible. Hey, that's a great point. Already a smaller crowd. And they got, they got in the jump off sides there. Much easier third down now. Went from third and 11 to about a third and six. Yeah, nice job by the Briarcrest uh Offense to kind of go to the hard count there, get them to jump offside. So that's going to bring up a much uh, a more manageable situation here. Third down and six for Briar Crest. The ball is on the 47-yard line of the Saints. They need to get down to about the 47 of Pure Academy. Back to pass under pressure. Has a man, though, and it's caught by Donaldson, and that will be a first down. Hey, beautiful job that time by Clarkson to avoid the rush and pick up the first down. Yeah, that was a very impressive throw by Clarkson. Under pressure, off his back foot, getting it to Caleb Donaldson just enough for the first down. Yeah, and they haven't moved the change yet. Yeah, now there they go. I tell you, Saints are getting first downs, I mean, right on the 10-yard marker, and they did it again that this time. So, Briarcrest now will have it first down, first and 10 from the 46-yard line. A little over 10 minutes to go here in the second quarter. Briarcrest trails 6 to nothing. Blake Clarkson. Two wideouts to his left, two to the right. He takes a snap, back to pass, under pressure, but he has a man that will be caught. A little screen pass, but wow, Pure Academy has a very deep, a very athletic defensive backfield, and they came up and actually looked like the Saints may have lost a yard on that play. Yeah, their defense, I just said, very aggressive and also very athletic, Josh, and they continue to make plays tonight. That was C.J. Connor, a senior linebacker, making the big tackle there. Loss. Well, now it's a penalty on the Saints. Wow, another penalty against Briarcrest. They have really Crucial. been uh, yeah, hurt by penalties. There's been a big face mask. Looks like that's going to be a second hold. So we'll, we will repeat first down. This time, though, it will be from the 44-yard line of Briarcrest. It's going to be second down and, and 20. I mean, excuse me, first down and 20. Blake Clarkson trying to get the play. Now he's going to walk over and uh, talk to his offensive lineman. Referee blows the whistle, so we are ready to go. There are three wideouts to his left. I mean to his right, one to the left. Pure Academy. Got four down linemen. Fake the handoff. Rolling out. Looking downfield. Going to go deep. Has Max Carroll behind the defense, but the ball is just a little bit overthrown. Incomplete. Yeah, not a bad throw from Clarkson there. Just great coverage. By the Royal defense, kind of double cover there between number 12, Martavius Webb, and then number four, excuse me, number six, Keyshawn Poole. Yeah, today of the Saints have really worked hard tonight, Parker, to get Max Carroll the ball, and they have gotten him some, and he has made a few plays, but uh, uh, would have been nice to get that one. Yeah, he has had three catches. That's probably the one he wanted the most. So it'll be second down and 20. 
This time they'll hand the ball to Salim. He's got some running room. He's up to the 50. He's down to the 45, and he will get those 10 yards back. And actually, he'll get about 12 or 13 yards back. So that's going to bring up a, a third down for Briarcrest, but a much better situation than they were in. Yeah, much more manageable third down. I'm continuing to be impressed by Salim, especially the offensive line in their run game. But looking to see this offensive line kind of give Clarkson more time in the pass game. Clarkson back to pass, but a whistle blows just as the play is run. I do not see a penalty flag down yet, but uh, let's see what the referees say. Actually, Pure Academy called a timeout. So there is a timeout on the field. We will take one as well. You're listening to Briarcrest Saints football here on the Mighty 990 KWAM. We are back at Joseph Clayton Field here on the campus of Briarcrest Christian School. The Pure Academy Royals are leading Briarcrest 6 to nothing. There are 9 minutes and 13 seconds to go here in the second quarter, and the Saints have it on the 44-yard line. It will be third down and about short, a long eight or a short nine. So, Parker, big play here in the ballgame for Briarcrest. Yeah, crucial play here for Blake Clarkson and Robbie Donaldson here. So, trying to drop the perfect play here, as you said, third and eight. Already down by six, and Pure gets the ball to start the second half. So you need to try to get something together here this second, in the second quarter, and look for one of their playmakers here to step up. Maybe Reed Linder. He's lined up in the slot right now. I don't think Max Kill is in on this play. He is actually in the tight end spot. So all four skill position guys are on the right side. So Briar Crest, kind of in a waiting mode now, waiting for the referee to blow the whistle. Saints in all white with a green helmet, green numerals, pink socks for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And there seems to be some sort of confusion up front as the referee's talking to the Saints offensive lineman. And now the referees are over talking to the coaches over at Pure Academy. Coach Melvin Cole is their head coach. And now the referees are going to come out and uh, a lot of talking going on right now, Parker. Must yeah, be something not, interesting. Yeah, not sure what's going on. Especially, it looks like it's on the pure side. I'm wrestling the coach is trying to figure something out. So we will eventually run a football play here. Eventually. Referee looks like he's about ready. And we're about to go underway. There's the whistle. So Clarkson, as Parker just mentioned, has all four of his skill position players. And then Briarcrest moves. So after all that, there is a uh, motion or a false start against Briarcrest. So that's going to back the Saints up five more yards. And, you know, Parker, we talked about it. There's just not as much energy in the stadium tonight, and it looks like it's affecting the team. Yeah, normally, especially for these players, you kind of feed off the energy from your student section. Still not a bad student section, not as big as normally it's for a big Friday night game. So it'll be uh, third and 13 now. Blake back to pass, looking, going downfield, has a man, but it's going to be over everybody's head and incomplete, so it's going to bring up a fourth down and 13 for Briarcrest. Yeah, right idea from Clarkson, just a little bit overthrown. The intended target that time was Colin Collier. Great coverage from Joshua Bradley Jr., their freshman cornerback. has had a fantastic game on both sides of the ball. So Cooper Allen into the game for Briarcrest. It'll be the second time he's been in to punt uh, tonight. Cooper, as Parker mentioned earlier, one of the uh, better punters by average here in the city of Memphis. 
Yeah, second and average distance at just under 40 yards. There's a snap. Kick is away. It's a low wobbly. It's going to land at about the 15. Pure Academy is going to let it go, and that ball will not make it in the end zone. It's actually going to go down inside the five-yard line, and Briarcrest will field it. I tell you, Parker, it's easy for me to say, but it looked like he could have fielded that ball and prevented that from happening. Yeah, he probably had a chance to field it, but he kind of took the chance that it was going to go in the end zone. He would have had a better field position from then. But great punt from Cooper Allen inside the five, and that's all you can ask for if you're Coach Brian Stewart. Absolutely. Eight minutes and 55 seconds left to go until halftime. Briarcrest still finds himself behind six to nothing. Pure Academy came out and scored on their very first possession and scored quite easily. Since then, it's been a defensive battle. Both teams have turned the ball over in the end zone. There's a snap. Pass is incomplete. It hit the man in the hands, but he wasn't able to come down with the catch. Yeah, great coverage by Colin Carr making a big hit on the receiver before he even get a hand on it. Huge play by him, so second and ten. Yeah, kind of looked like he heard the footsteps of Colin Collier that time and uh, took his eye off the ball. Got a little intimidated. (laughs) So second down and ten, the ball is at the four-yard line. Way down in their own territory is Pure Academy. Saints getting the right personnel in the field, and let's see there's going to be a stoppage in play here. Briarcrest. Seems to be a little bit confused, so finally the referee blows the whistle, and we will run the play. There is the snap. It is going to be a handoff up the middle this time, and there's nothing. Do- Actually kept the ball. The, re- the quarterback kept it and got to the outside. Wow, I tell you, did a beautiful job that time, Parker, faking it to the running back. I thought the running back had the ball, but he kept it and got a first down for pure. I think it was neither. I think they ran the kind of the tri- triple option play I was talking about pregame. Yeah. Quarterback faked the handoff to the running back, faked the read option, played himself, and then pitched it out to the wide receiver last minute, who was actually running a fake jet sweep. Beautiful play call by Pierre. I saw them execute it on film against Christian a couple times. And perfect play call by them. They get a first down out of it. Yeah, he fooled, fooled everybody, including the play-by-play guy. Anyway, back to pass, looking, rolling out, still looking, under pressure. Going to run the ball. This ball is out. Briarcrest picks it up, and the Saints are going the other way. It'll be uh, down at the 20-yard line. So that is a huge momentum swing right there for the Saints. Yeah, unbelievable play. Max Carroll and Devin Johnson force – Max Carroll and Brandon Myers, I should say, force the fumble, and then Trey Davis with the fumble recovery. Huge play after – Pure had that big momentum swing with the triple option play. Huge chance here now for the Saints getting the ball at the Pure 21-yard line. Yeah, and I really feel like this is a big, big part of the ball game for Briarcrest. Saints offense has been stagnant, uh, but it would be huge to put it in now and be able to at least tie the game and possibly take the lead. Yeah, almost a must-score drive here. Actually starting your drive in the red zone. So Briarcrest, yeah, has it down on about the 21-yard line, first down and 10. They trail six to nothing. There's eight minutes and ten seconds to go to halftime. There's the snap. Looking downfield. Has a man in the end zone. It's Carroll, and it's off the fingertips tips of Max Carroll. He's actually double coverage. It had been a great catch, but nice pass that time from Clarkson. And not a bad pass from Clarkson. Great coverage once again. It's number three for the Royals. Joshua Bradley continuing to be a playmaker. And not a bad idea from the offense trying to get Max Carroll involved as much as possible, but they're starting to double cover him almost on every play. Yeah, that was a nice pass by Blake, but like we said there, that he was double covered, uh, he being Max Carroll. Still almost came down with it, but unable to. So this time, Clarkson 
Sends Salim in the slot. He's going to keep the ball at the middle. He's running it. He has a little bit of running room. He will actually get down to inside the 15-yard. Actually, going to spot it right at the 15, so that'll be a pickup of six, bring up third down and four for Briarcrest. Yeah, good job by Blake Clarkson. Kind of sending Salim out wide, faking the screen pass before ultimately pulling the quarterback drawing. Their senior linebacker for pure, C.J. Connor, making his third tackle of the half. Yeah, ball is right at the 15. Briarcrest need to get down to the 11-yard line. Clarkson going to hand it to Salim. He's trying to cut up field. He does. Looks like he's going to have the first down. He does. He just literally carried a young man from Pure Academy on his back, and that'll be a first down for Briarcrest down at the 7-yard line. And that was not an easy man to carry on his back. That was number 7, Kayvon Henderson, a 6'2", 250-pound linebacker, 215-pound <laughs> linebacker. And Salim dragged him all the way for the first down. So first and goal for Briarcrest. The ball is at the seven. There are seven minutes and seven seconds to go here in the first half. They're going to hand it to Salim again. He's trying to get the outside. Now cut back against the grain. He'll pick up a couple of yards and get it down to about the five. Yeah, not the best play call there. That play went wide, took too long to develop downfield, and gained them about one or two there for Salim. So the ball is going to be about on the five-yard line, second and goal, under seven minutes to go. So Briarcrest has had it deep in Pure Academy's uh, territory once a night. They were unable to score that time, actually turned the ball over. Let's see what happens here. It's going to be second down and goal from the five. They're going to hand it to Salim again. He's going to cut up the middle, and JoJo Salim will go into the end zone for a Briarcrest touchdown. So with six minutes and 25 seconds to go, we'll have the Briarcrest Saints tie this game up, 6-6 six to six, pending the extra point. Yeah, great job by JoJo Slim. This has really kind of been a statement game so far, Josh, this season, continuing to make big runs when the team needs him, and now we'll see Cooper Allen try to take the lead for the Saints. Yeah, Clarkson in the hold, Bramlin in the snap, Cooper Allen in the kick. The game is tied 6-6. Six to six. There's a snap. There's the kick. The kick is up, and the kick is good. So with six minutes and 25 seconds left to go to halftime, Briarcrest takes the lead over Pure Academy. You're listening to Briarcrest Saints football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. Okay, Briarcrest, after trailing uh, most of this ball game 6-0, just took the lead over Pure Academy 7-6. There are six minutes and 25 seconds to go to halftime, and Cooper Allen will – a kickoff, and yet JoJo Salim's having a big game so far, Parker. Yeah, as you have been the most impressive player of the game, they've been trying to get the passing game going with Carol Linder, but Salim seems to stand out picking up six to eight yards almost every play before coming up with that big touchdown. So Allen kicks the ball. It's going to be a deep kick. It will be fielded by Pure right at the goal line, and he actually went into the end zone, so they will get it first down and 20. At, I mean, excuse me, first down and 10 at the 20-yard line. Yeah, huge chance here for Coach Brandon Tucker, the defensive coordinator, his defense. Try to make a big statement again. We've had, we've seen some big plays now. We've seen Brandon Myers have two tackles for loss that brought him up to double digits now on the season. See if they can get a big stop here, let their offense get back on the field and try to extend their lead before halftime. Yeah, so, you know, uh, obviously Briarcrest defense, they're up uh, uh, playing, you know, four down linemen, three linebackers, so this is a big play. But I'll be interested to see what the offense does. They've been had so much success running the ball and trouble passing. Anyway, Pure passes it on first down. It'll be complete. Not a very long uh, completion, though. About four-yard line, so it'll be – I mean, four-yard pickup. It'll be second down and six for Pure. Yeah, and that's Pure's bread and butter in the passing game. Josh, so it's hitch and curl outside. That's time they find Nick McMillan, number 25, on the reception his first one of the night. Cooper Thompson for the Saints making the tackle. Second down and six for Pure. 
right at six minutes left to go in the second quarter. There's the snap. Going to fake the handoff. Going to pitch it. Try to get to the outside. Briarcrest all over it. Comes up and makes a tackle. Beautiful job that time of the Briarcrest defense. Yeah, fantastic job by Cooper Thompson. And Trey Davis reading that triple option play perfectly. Much better than they did on that last drive. Yeah, last drive, uh, Pure really got a nice gain on that play. This time, though, it'll be no gain on the play. So now it's a big play in the ball game. Be third down, third and six for Pure Academy. Saints would love to get a stop here and give the offense a chance to get back on the field here with plenty of time before half. Pure Academy with a man in motion. The quarterback, Zach Zandiver, calling out the signals. He is going to hand it off up the middle. The ball's out again, and it looks like Briarcrest fell on it. Let's see what the referees say. The Saints say they have it. I have yet to see a signal from the referee. Now Pure is saying they have it. Let's see what the referees say. The Saints think they have it, and the Saints do have the football. And so twice in a row now, Parker. Beautiful job by the Briarcrest defense forcing turnovers. Brandon Myers is really a special talent on this defensive <laughs> line. That's all I have to say. He continues to make huge plays. Trey Davis and Brandon Myers forced a turnover. Trey Davis forced it. Brandon Myers recovered it. Those two have been fantastic tonight. We're seeing these junior players at the linebacker and defensive line continue to step up. That's a bright future for those three. And Trey Davis got the WWE belt, so that's an honor for him. That's always a big honor on this team. So the ball is first down and 10. The ball's on the 21-yard line. Briarcrest now has a chance to uh, spread this lead out a little bit. It's uh, back to pass, looking around, under a little bit of pressure, rolling out, has a man. It's caught by Donaldson. He has it at the 15. He's trying to get to the outside. He finally is, oh, that, that is definitely a horse-collar tackle. He was brought down right at the 15-yard line, but that'll be a penalty on Pure. That was a fantastic Move by Donaldson, hesitation juke there, getting past the defender. Actually juked out a lineman and a linebacker at the same time. But that was a clear <laughs> horse collar. That I was one of the most on the field right. threw their flag simultaneously. That was one of the most obvious ones I've ever seen. And so Briarcrest now, that'll be half the distance of the goal. The ball will be moved all the way inside the 10-yard line. Looks like they're going to spot it on about the 7 or so. So it'll be first down and goal. They're going to put it on the nine, actually. So it'll be first and goal for Briarcrest on the nine-yard line. Look for Reed Leonard down here on the far right. Single covered here. Let's see if Clarkson can connect with him for another touchdown. Here's a snap. Clarkson, he looks like he's looking for Linder. He's throwing it to Linder. Reed is open, and he goes up, and he catches the football for a Briarcrest touchdown. And just like that, the Saints, with four minutes and 22 seconds to go, have made – have opened up a 13-6 lead over Pure Academy. It was almost like I was in Robbie Donaldson's ear on that play. <laughs> I mean, it's like he listened and he called it perfectly. Great catch by Rude Leonard. Beautiful route. Faked in. Goes back out to the back right corner of the end zone and a beautiful throw by Blake Clarkson to extend the lead. So Bramlett into snap. Clarkson into hold. Cooper Allen into kick. Briarcrest very quickly has jumped out to a 13-6 lead. Here is the snap. There is the kick. The kick is up. And the kick is good. So with four minutes and 20 seconds to go until halftime, Briarcrest now leads Pure Academy 14-6. We'll be back with Briarcrest football right after this. Beautiful, beautiful fall evening here at Briarcrest Christian School, Joseph Clayton Field. Briarcrest has jumped out to a 14-6 lead over Pure Academy on a Reed Linder touchdown pass and a Cooper Allen extra point. Speaking of Cooper Allen, he is in the kickoff, and so in a very 
slow start for the Saints as uh, business has picked up very quickly after a couple of pure academy fumbles. There is the kick. It, again, will be deep. It, again, will go into the end zone. So pure academy will take over first and ten on the 20. Yeah, great job by Cooper. Another touchback, his second of the evening, and he's extending now his PAT record for the season to 18 for 22, over 80%. So great job by him tonight. Look for another statement by this Briarcrest defense. We've talked to them all season, being able to force turnovers almost at will. Force two fumbles tonight, see if they can make another big play here up for the half. So Pure Academy will come out. They've uh, fumbled the last two times they've had the football. They obviously would like to break that trend here on this drive. They have two wideouts to the left, one to the right. They're going to immediately try to throw the ball, and it's almost picked up off that time, but the ball will fall to the ground incomplete. Beautiful job by number seven, Colin Carr there, the junior defensive back. Shows really the intelligence of this kid, being able to read that route perfectly and get a hand on that ball. Yeah, the, the pure quarterback, uh, Sandifer, really made no bones about it. He was going to throw it out to that wideout, and, uh, yeah, the Briarcrest defensive back, Collier, read it perfectly and almost picked it off. So it'll be second down and 10, ball from the 20-yard line. There's the snap. Going to, and this time they tried to hand it to the running back, but he is hit immediately as he got the ball, and that'll be a big loss for Pure Academy. That time, Parker, you got to give the running back credit for even holding on to that football. Yeah, it's pretty impressive you didn't get a fumble there when you have two of our best defensive ends and Trace Mager and Brandon Myers continue to pound down you. And Brandon Myers, I mean, what He's else having an unbelievable night. An unbelievable night. night. <laughs> fumble recovery, three tackles for loss, unbelievable night for him. Couldn't be prouder of this season he's having. So that's going to be a five-yard loss for Pure Academy. That's going to be third down and 15 for them. And once again, the Briarcrest defense would love to get this stop, get the offense the ball back with a chance to score before halftime. There is a snap. Going to hand it off. He's going to break a couple of tackles. He will get a nice gain on it, but it will be well short of a first down. He'll pick up about seven. He's going to bring up fourth down and eight. So Pure Academy will have to punt the ball away. Yeah, still have to punt the ball, but great job before it. Finally getting taken down by Max Carroll and Cannon LaRusso. So Linder and Celine will be back for Briarcrest. See what they're trying to do here with two punt returners. Saw them work on a little bit in practice this week, see what they have in store for this punt return. The Saints will have plenty of time and all their time. And it's a high snap, but the young man comes down with it, but he has to very quickly kick the ball. It gets a great uh, roll for uh, the uh, Royals, but Salim fields it at the 50-yard line. A whole lot of stuff happened there, but then at the end of it, it just kind of went away in a whimper. But the Briarcrest is going to get the ball in very good field position again, actually just inside the uh, Royals, uh, on the Royals side of the field at the 49. Yeah, great fielding for the Saints, but the on a negative note, John Richard had a fantastic junior campaign, limping off a little bit at the end of that play. We'll see if he can come back in the game. So first and 10 for Briarcrest. The ball is on the 49-yard line. The Saints are leading 14-6, two minutes and 40 seconds to go here before halftime. Briarcrest would obviously love to score again right before half. Fake pitch to Saleem, back to pass, has a man. It's Linder. Looked like uh, Clarkson may have been hit on the shoulder right as he threw that ball. Hey, look, that was number 99, James Jones, their big defensive tackle, making a big play on that pass. Might have even tipped it as well. Intended target there was Linder's so of second and 10, just above two and a half to go. Two minutes, 33 seconds. Left till half, 14-6. Briarcrest leads. Saints 
trying to get back into the touchdown position. That time, yeah, Clarkson looked like he was hit just before he threw the ball, and that ball just way short of the intended receiver, Max Carroll. Yeah, that was number seven, Kayvon Henderson, continuing to make another big player on that defensive line. We've, we've praised this right side of the offensive line for the Saints. See if the left side can kind of step up. We've seen a lot of pressure come from that side between number 99, James Jones, and number seven, Kayvon Henderson. So it's third and ten for Briarcrest here. The ball's on the 49-yard line. The Saints have had it, and this time, once again, uh, the Briarcrest draws uh, pure offside, so that's going to bring up and make it third down and five this time. And now you bring the run play in, into play. Yeah, now you still got a chance to run the football. Now it's almost, I would almost call it two-down territory, Josh, here. Especially the way Joe Dutton's run the football tonight. Yeah. Third and five, I would definitely go for it here. You're in a great spot to do it. So third down, third and five. Saleem has been spectacular tonight running the football. Let's see what Briarcrest does here. Three wideouts to the left, one to the right. They will hand it to Saleem. He cuts up the field. He will not get the first down, but it brings up the scenario you were just talking about, Parker. He's only about a yard and a half short. I suspect the Saints will go for it. Yeah, just said he picked up just a little bit over half that distance that he needed. Dolan caught about a gain of two. I so know, yeah, they, three. they really spotted it back further than they look like they're going to, so it's going to be fourth down and three for Briarcrest. I still like the call to leave the offense on the field here, though. Clarkson looks over to the sidelines. He's getting the signals. Moves Saleem up into more of a slot position. High sn oh, it's going to be a quick kick, and the ball will go straight up in the air to land at about the – 15, it'll kick back to around the 17, so that's where Pure Academy will start with a minute and 41 seconds left in the first left in the first half, second quarter. Yeah, funny, unique note on that play, Josh. We've now seen Blake Clarkson play all three sides of the football, special teams, <laughs> offense, and defense, and not a bad punt from the quarterback. He pins him inside the red zone right at about the 20-yard line. Yeah, nice punt there by Clarkson, and I kind of like that call. It um, – the Saints are leading, you know, 14 to 6. You, you don't want to – you want to if, – if Pure Academy is going to score here before half, you want to make sure they have to drive the entire field. They've already used two of their timeouts, so they only have – it's uh, – yeah, only have one left. There's a snap. He's looking to pass. He's under pressure, and he's going to be sacked back at the 10-yard line by Briarcrest. So now, if you're Brian Stewart, do you start using your timeouts? I don't know. Maybe if he can get something big on that play, but great job by Nate Rennix and Trace Mago combining there for that sack. That's Rennix's second sack of the season. Same with Magro. Great job by them. Second and 15 now. Maybe if you get some another negative play here, maybe uh, incompletion would be huge here for the Saints. Yeah, loss of five. The ball is back to the 14-yard line, so it'll be second down, second and 15 for Pure Academy. Quarterback Zach Sandifer barks out his signals. There's a snap. Going to hand it to the running back. He's got a little bit of running room this time. And he's still on his feet out to the 20-yard line. He will finally be brought down at about the 20. He might have even gotten to the 21 that time. So that's going to break up a third, third and long for Pure. Yeah, great job by number eight, Mario Robinson. And now we are going to see the Saints take a timeout to get about third and eight situation here with about 52 seconds to go. So 52 seconds to go. We will just keep it here, Parker. Um, so what's uh, so? What are you looking for tomorrow in college football? What what games uh, you think you? I I mean I know you love Auburn, but it's going to be a tough. It is going to be a tough <laughs> afternoon for us. And we play Georgia tomorrow. I'm just hoping they can make it a football game for at least three quarters. And there's a lot of interesting SEC matchup matchups tomorrow afternoon, with especially in the early window with Tennessee LSU. And 
I feel like it'd be a different story if that was a night game in Death Valley. But either yep. way, I still expect Tennessee to win that one. And then I'm excited to see college game day in Lawrence, Kansas tomorrow for the Kansas TCU game. That's a huge spotlight for Kansas in the Big 12. So I'm looking forward to see how they perform. Yeah, and so and it, it's funny, you know, CBS before the season even started put that Bama A&M game in prime time. And, uh, you know, of course, that's not only before the season. There was a lot of storylines there, and, and they still remain. But uh, A&M has not turned out to be anywhere close to the team everybody thought they were going to be. Yeah, they've been a roller coaster for a ride this season. Uh, mostly a downward. Sure, but <laughs> you had them losing to Appalachian State and then beating Miami, so up and down season for them. Yeah. So, anyway, it's going to be third down and about seven here for uh, Pure Athletic Academy. They come in tonight with a record of two and four. They find themselves down 14 to six. There's a snap, fakes the handoff, going to throw, he's going to try to go deep, has a man, and it's going to be, oh, wow. Had a wide open receiver, hit him right in the hands, but the young man dropped the ball, so it's going to be fourth down, and they're going to have to punt back to the Saints. Yeah, huge break for the Saints. That was number 25. Nick McMillan has two catches on the evening. Just can't go with that one. That was a great throw by number 17, Eric Tanner, for their fantastic quarterback. Yeah, had him open and hit him right in the hands. And uh, uh, once again, may have been hearing some footsteps that time. But anyway, that's a good break for the Saints. The Briarcrest has two timeouts left and 44 seconds to go. Let's see what the Saints offense can do with it here. But first of all, we got to get the punt. And they're actually going to run a fake. They're going to run the ball. They're not going to get the first down. And I'll be honest with you, Parker, I do not understand that play call at all. It's going to be Briarcrest ball inside the 30-yard line now. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's befuddling, Josh. That's uh, confusing right there. You're inside the your own 25-yard line. And they would have thought geniuses if they got it. That's, one, that's a huge risk and not a lot of reward there. So now the Saints get the ball back with two timeouts. At about the 27-yard line, it's a huge chance here for Blake Clarkson to make this a two-score game going into half. Well, given the fact that the Saints, the main way they've been moving the football is on the ground, I mean, they I, I don't know. I, uh, that, that's a strange call by Pure. But anyway, they did it, so Briarcrest is going to take advantage of it. Saints back to pass. Clarkson looking, has a man. It's caught at the 20-yard line. That'll be close to a first down, but he'll be a couple of yards short. That's Donaldson with the catch. Yeah, Briar Christian now take their second time out of the half. Caleb Donaldson, the junior receiver, son of offensive coordinator Robin Donaldson, makes his third catch of the evening with 31 seconds to go. Do you keep the ball in the air here with 31 seconds? Well, they've got one. Uh, you know, with one timeout left and the way the Saints have run the football with Salim, you might want to run it here and get the first down and then call your last timeout, and then you've got, you know, three shots into the end zone. Yeah, it's a good point. If you are going to run the football, I would say this would be the play to do it. Just second and short. Got a good chance here, especially the way Celine's been running, as we've said. Either way, look for your big playmakers. Max Scale's a huge red zone target. See if they can get him involved here. So around the division, so coming into tonight, Brentwood Academy and Innsworth are both 3-0. and MUS is 2-1. and Unfortunately, Briarcrest and St. Benedict are 0-3. So we know every team goes to the playoffs, but the Saints need to win these last two division games to improve their playoff position and, you know, uh, last year, Christian Brothers did that and ended up making a run all the way to the finals. Yeah, that's the thing, Josh. And I feel like most of the time you see the way the Saints have looked this season and think you're out of it. No, absolutely, absolutely not. This is a team I see potential, and I feel like they can definitely get hot at the right time, just like Christian Brothers did last season. Briarcrest back out on the field. There's a snap. They will give it to Saleem. He will have the first down inside the 
uh, 15-yard line. That'll be a Briarcrest first down. So Briarcrest may actually go up and spike the ball instead of calling their timeout. There are 25 seconds to go. The clock is now running. They're actually going to try to run a play here. There is the snap. Back to pass, looking in the end zone under pressure. Now he rolls away from it. Still looking, throws the ball in the end zone. Has Linder. The ball is batted away at the last second by Pure Academy. Fantastic coverage by that time. Great job by Clarkson extending the play, avoiding the sack, because that would have been a crucial play in this drive. Trying to find Linder for his second touchdown pass of the game. Incomplete. Still a lot of time here. You got 11 seconds, maybe two shots in the end zone. Yeah, 11.7 11, 11 seconds to go. The clock obviously is stopped there on the incomplete pass. Briarcrest first and 10. The ball is just inside the, actually right on the 15-yard line, so they need to get down to the 5 for the first down, but they're thinking touchdown more than that right now. Clarkson looks over to the sidelines, and they are signaling. Actually, Robbie Donaldson looks like he wants to call a timeout, and they do, and I tell you, Coach Stewart was uh, – didn't look pleased about that. Yeah, that's not the situation where you want to take that timeout off. Especially if you can, if you try to do a little slant pattern there on that play, you can take the timeout there. Especially if you get short, because you can still use the whole field if you got a timeout. But now, basically setting for two shots in the end zone. So, as we were just talking about the playoff scenarios, so if the Saints, they've got St. Benedict in two weeks, uh, off next week, and then got a very difficult uh, chore against Innsworth, who's 3-0. and uh, but like like we said last year, and I, like you and I were talking before the game, uh, Parker, Briarcrest beat Houston, and, and Houston has turned out to be one of the best teams in the city. Yeah. And absolutely. at the time, Briarcrest kind of had their act together uh, at quarterback and, and in some other places. If the Saints can get back healthy again, I, I think they can make a run late in the year. Oh, no, you're absolutely right, Josh. I think this team still believes they can still make a run and have a great shot in the postseason. and. As I said, Kate Carlson expected to try to play against SVA here in two weeks after the bye week. They'll try to give that a run. If not, Blake Clarkson's played very well tonight. So Blake Clarkson in the game right now. There's a snap. He's looking to throw. He's under pressure. He's going to throw in the end zone. He has Donaldson. The ball is once again snapped, uh, slapped away at the last second. That would have almost been one of the best catches I've ever seen from the defense. <laughs> and that was number three, Joshua Bradley. Almost made an Odell Beckham-esque catch there in the end zone, but still got time. Six and a half seconds. They're actually going to try to kick a field goal here with Cooper Allen. Yes, yeah, so Cooper Allen will come in. The ball will be spotted at the 22-yard line, so that will be a 32-yard kick. Made his field goal attempt last week at MUS with a 24-yarder. Six and a half seconds left. Snap. Kick is up, and the kick is no good. Yeah, off to the left. So, there's the, yeah, that'll be the last play of the half. So, it, it is halftime here at Briarcrest. The Saints are leading Pure Academy 14-6. to We will kick it back to the studio in Josh Rivera. From the Mighty 990 Broadcast Center, it's the Peer Financial Advisors Halftime Show. Peer Financial Advisors. Plan, invest, evolve, retire confidently with Peer Financial Advisors. Here's Josh Rivera. Briarcrest taking the lead at the half 14-6. And man, it feels good to see Briarcrest up at the half having a significant lead. Uh, but there's still plenty of football left. Pure Academy is not a necessarily a bad team. They've just had a really tough schedule. So definitely plenty of football left to go. Pure Academy is definitely capable of uh, being able to uh, you know take a lead back in the game. But Briarcrest is good to see them up so far in the game. Welcome to the halftime show here in the Mighty 990 Studios. Uh, I'm Josh Rivera. This is the Halftime Show, sponsored by Peer Financial Advisors. Plan, invest, evolve, 
retire confidently with Peer Financial Advisors. And I want to get you in the know for the biggest scores uh, in the Memphis area. And yes, it's going to be considerably less than usual. Of course, there are a lot of teams that are having their fall break. Uh, some teams having their bye week as well. Uh, and I'll get into that a little bit later into the halftime show and let you know which teams are having their break tonight. But right now, uh, right now, Peer Academy is down versus Briarcrest 6-14. to Looking at Central, they're leading pretty big against Overton 28 to 0. Now, Germantown and Arlington. Germantown is a 7 and 0 7 to 0 lead against Arlington. And keep in mind, Arlington has had a pretty sneaky comeback and of course they started the season 1 and 2. They're now 4 and 3. So, although they're not exactly a big big powerhouse team, you know, they've came back and they have a, a better record than you know, how they started. They went on a three-game win streak. They lost last week. So, this is a pretty big, big game in terms of their uh, playoff seeding and, and everything that goes into that. So right now, Germantown is leading 7-0. to zero. Mumford and Southwind, this is probably one of the biggest games going on in Memphis right now as far as records. Mumford, of course, is undefeated. Um, you know, they've, they've really just steamrolled throughout all of high school football. Uh, I, I told you earlier how Mumford had over 300 points total in the season, and they've only allowed about 60, so... They've really just been dominating high school football, and they're leading right now against Southwind, 17-7. And this is a good Southwind team. I mean, they're 5-1, and one, uh, but just not good enough, at least right now. Of course, there's there's still plenty of football left, and we've had plenty of surprises this season. But for now, Mumford is having a 10-point advantage versus Southwind. Looking at Harding Academy and Tipton Rosemark Academy, Tipton Rosemark is leading 7-0 to zero against Harding. Uh, and so we'll give you more scores on that as it develops. Uh, Center Center Hill and DeSoto Central, they've been stuck at zero and zero for a minute now, so they haven't. They're they're within, I think, close to halftime or right about to hit uh, right at halftime. Uh, and then looking at Hernando and Lewisburg, Hernando they're uh, actually tied with Lewisburg ten to ten right now in the game. Batesville and Forest City, Batesville is leading thirteen to zero against Forest City. And looking at Lafayette and Columbus, Lafayette they're leading twenty eight to six. South Panola and South Haven. South Panola leading 14 to 7 right now. Both pretty good Mississippi teams uh, over there. Uh, and then Olive Branch and Horn Lake. Uh, Olive Branch is leading 10 to 0. Uh, Oxford and Germantown, Mississippi. Don't get it confused with Germantown, Tennessee, the one that we talk about quite often. This is Germantown Mavericks over there in, in, in Mississippi. Right now, that Germantown team is leading Oxford 16 to 6. Whitehaven and White Station, close game over there. Whitehaven leading 14 to 12 right now. And of course, this is a Whitehaven team that's kind of, you know, they, they've slipped uh, from their first couple of games of the season when they were really, really good. And they've just kind of been uh, plateaued since then. But right now, they are taking the lead over White Station, who's kind of had a struggling season uh, right now uh, so far in October. By Halia and North Panola, right now, North Panola, North Panola, excuse me, taking that lead 30 to 6. And then we have Covington and Bolivar Central right now. Covington leading 42-0. to zero. Uh, And lastly, Ridgeway and Kirby right now. Ridgeway leading 10-0. to zero. So that, that's it right now for all the scores that I've been getting in. And I'll keep you updated, of course, as the night goes on. And, of course, I'll touch on the scores one more time in case you missed it before the halftime show ends. But when we come back, I definitely want to get into uh, the Mighty 990 rankings. I, I want to talk about... You know, some who who were some of the players of the week from last week and who had really notable games that I think we should touch on. And then some updates on last night's games. I know we talked about, you know, of course, we talked about Carville and Houston, but there were other games that happened yesterday. And I definitely want to touch on that, give you some stats on that. And we'll touch all of that when we get back here after this commercial break. 
Now, back to the Peer Financial Advisors Halftime Show with Josh Rivera. Welcome to the Peer Financial Advisors Halftime Show here on the Mighty 990. And of course, I just went through all the scores and we'll recap that before the show, before the halftime show ends. Uh, I definitely want to talk a little bit about some of the Thursday scores that you missed, that you might have missed. Uh, Fairly and Mitchell, they played yesterday. Fairly, they got 60-6 to win. Uh, the, you know, the Bulldogs, the Fairly Bulldogs, they're improving to an undefeated 8-0 record, sending them up against Freedom Prep next week uh, in the Region 8-2A championship. Both teams are 5-0 in league play, uh, and so, you know, those are those are uh, pretty good teams that are going to face off. Craigmont and Westwood, Craigmont taking the lead 34, or winning that game 34-0. Uh, you had Martavius Scales, he ran for 182 yards, he had three touchdowns, and that Craigmont Chiefs team, really huge bounce back season. They are seven and one, uh, and and that, the only loss was against Melrose. So really great things for Craigmont as they got that win. Sheffield and Raleigh, Egypt. Sheffield winning twenty two to zero or twenty two to zero, uh, and then Sheffield, of course, uh, they're doing they're doing pretty well as they improve to six and two, and they're dropping Raleigh, Egypt as well to six and two. Uh, so really big win for Sheffield there. Uh, Tresvon and Memphis Business Academy. Tresvon taking that win 18 to six. You had LaTerrence Brannigan. He ran for two touchdowns, and DeAndre's McKinley. He threw 70 yard. He threw a 70 yard touchdown as they improved to three and five overall in in their record. And guys, I noticed I talked to you earlier about notable bye weeks. You have Lausanne. They're having a bye week. They're five and one. MUS who beat Brightcrest last week. They're having a bye week. They're five and two. And then Christian Brothers four and three. They're also off. So. Considerable teams, they're taking breaks. A couple other teams, they're taking breaks as well uh, right now in uh, high school football. And I want to talk a little bit uh, about the uh, rankings in, in, in Memphis, and I want to get into that. But we got to take a commercial break first. When we come back, I'm going to talk to you about those Mighty 990 rankings and why I chose the teams that I chose. We'll do all that when we get back with this commercial break. Now, back to the Peer Financial Advisors Halftime Show with Josh Rivera. Welcome back here to the Mighty 990 studios. This is the Halftime Show and uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're about to get back to the game. I believe we're, we're going to come back really soon. So I definitely want to zoom through some of these scores real quick and then get into my, my top 10 teams in Memphis. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about uh, some of the players of the week and the post game show. I'm going to have to move that one over, but I definitely want to get into some of these scores. Pure Academy and Briarcrest. Briarcrest is leading 14 to 6. Central and Overton. Central is leading 28 to 0. Germantown and Arlington. Germantown leading 7 to 0. Mumford and Southwind. Mumford is leading 17 to 7. Harding Academy and Tipton Rosemark. Tipton Rosemark is leading 7-0. Center Hill and DeSoto Central tied at 0. Hernando and Lewisburg, they're both tied as t- with 10 as well. Batesville and Forest City. Batesville taking that lead 13-0. You have Lafayette and Columbus. Lafayette leading 28-6. South Panola and South Haven. South Panola taking that lead 14-7. Olive Branch and Horn Lake, two Mississippi teams right now. Olive Branch leading 10-0. Germantown, Mississippi Mavericks, they're leading Oxford 16-6. Whitehaven and White Station 14-12 in the favor of Whitehaven. And then Byhalia, North Panola, North Panola leading 30-6. Covington and Bolivar Central, right now Covington leading 42-0. And then Ridgeway and Kirby, Ridgeway leading 10-0. And some of these top 10 teams, uh, I just want to get into them real quick. 10 is sitting with Southwind. And then unfortunately, I hate to say it, but 9, I got to put Germantown. They've dropped two games in a row. Uh, and it's just really tough for me to do it, but they have to drop a little bit. And I have to put eight with Fairly. They're undefeated. They're eight. No, I think it's only fair that they jump the gun a little bit. MUS, they're number seven. Bartlett, that team is number six for me. 
MASE, they're they're undefeated. They're at number five, but you know they kind of play some easier teams, so I can't give them that edge there for top three just yet. I have Covington sitting at number four, Collierville sitting at number three, uh, which is exactly where they should sit because I think with the loss they had against Houston, it only feels right to put Houston up above Collierville because Houston had really big wins against Collierville and Germantown. So for me, the top three goes three to Collierville, two Houston, the giant killers, and one is easy, safe with Munford Cougars. Uh, they are undefeated. They've just been steamrolling the league. That only seems right to me. That's it for the mighty 990 top 10 teams in Memphis. And that's going to conclude the halftime show. We're going to throw it back to Josh Davis and Parker May after a quick commercial break. And we get back with the postgame show. I'm going to talk some Tiger football. They're playing tonight, actually, against Houston. And I definitely want to talk a little bit about high school football, give you the final scores, updated scores, and player of the week from the week prior. Guys, this is the halftime show sponsored by Peer Financial Advisors. We'll be back with the postgame show after this break. Briarcrest Football, powered by EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Sponsored by Magnolia Homes, live life well. Peer Financial Advisors, plan, invest, evolve, retire confidently. Independent Bank, a better way to bank. Way to bank. Rando Frame and Gallery, and Weimer's Jewelry. Live from high atop Clayton Field in the Ray Mullins Press Box, here's Josh Davis and Parker May. It is halftime of the game between the Briarcrest Saints and the Pure Academy Royals. The score is Briarcrest 14, Pure Academy 6. We are about to get underway here in the second half, and uh, Josh Davis and Parker May with you and Parker. So Briarcrest got off to a slow start, but uh, was uh, were able to take advantage of a couple of fumbles by Pure Academy and find themselves up here at halftime. Yeah, great job by the Saints defense, kind of creating opportunities for their offense, and Making the most of this situation where you got off to a slow start, no points in the first quarter, and huge break for them. They got some turnovers that they needed, and Joe Deslin's really been the star of the game tonight, being able to continually keep the drives moving for the Saints, and it's been really impressive for me. And kind of weird situation here. Game clock's about to run down a halftime, and the Saints just come out, and the Pure hasn't yet to come out of their locker room. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, uh, uh, the, you know, Pure Academy actually got a 15-yard penalty at the beginning of the game because they – couldn't get on the field quick enough. So uh, apparently they, they might not have learned anything from that because there there's literally not one. Pure, I mean, the referees are coming out. The Briarcrest team is coming out. And uh, now here comes Pure finally. So uh, maybe they'll avoid the 15-yard penalty this time. Yeah, my question, you guys, would be we've seen the Saints kind of come out and took command of that second quarter. What's the key to kind of continuing that approach from the second quarter and continuing to – Fulfilling this win for them. Well, I think, you know, the defense really, I think, set the tone, Parker. The the Saints defense kept getting, you know, one of your keys to the game was get off the field a third down. And after that first drive, they did a very good job of that. And then able to force those two turnovers that really gave Briarcrest a, a lot of momentum there. And uh, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking if I'm Robbie Donaldson, I'm going back to that run game in the second half. Yeah, see if you can get Joe Dossin reestablished again early in this third quarter. That's a big difference in this ballgame, especially since the Saints have struggled that really badly in this season. So it is halftime here. Briarcrest leads a Pure Academy 14-6. to We've got a few minutes to go before, the, uh, before we get the kickoff. As uh, Parker mentioned, uh, Pure Academy will get the ball first after, after the halftime. So if you're Pure Academy, if you're Coach uh, uh, Melvin Cole, what, what are you going to try to do to get yourselves back in this football game? I think they were trying to do too much in the first half, honestly, Josh. I mean, yeah. They took too many shots downfield. Go back to your bread and butter, running the football at number eight. 
Mario Robinson has been fantastic from this season. Go back to your option plays. They had that one triple option play that worked perfection, had the whole stadium fooled, honestly. And go back to that. Go back to your simple passing pledge with your hitch routes and your curl routes. And they can have a chance to get some momentum back in this football game. Yeah, so really incumbent on the Briar Crows defense to come out and get a stop here. Get the ball back to the offense and give uh, Clarkson a chance to get back out there and and see what he can do. So it's Briarcrest 14. It is Pure Academy 6. We will have an off week next week. So you're going to – I think we're both going to go enjoy ourselves for uh, on the off week. I'm going to go down to the beach. Or you're headed – y'all going to take a quick cruise, yeah. you and your family? Looking forward to it. And my only thing for Clarkson this half is try to – he had a couple overthrows. Yep. Kind of get those fixed. He'll have a big chance to have a huge second half in the stat sheet as well. Well, it, it seemed to me like the Pure Academy defense – was really uh, focusing on the pass. Most of the time, the Briarcrest receivers were double covered, uh, which, of course, though, that, that was opening up that run game uh, for Salim. It'll be interesting to see, though, if they adjust out of that in the second half. Yeah, it's a great point. I see if Victor Roy, the defensive coordinator for the Royals, see what kind of adjustments they make to try to limit Jota Salim. But the problem is, if you try to focus on Jota Salim, you leave Mexico and Reed Linder wide open downfield, which could create a huge problem for their defense. Yeah, and so... Uh, Linder did have the one touchdown ca- uh, catch earlier in the game. So there's about 30 seconds left here at halftime. Briarcrest down in the close to the end zone, huddled up, getting last-minute plans in. Pure Academy down on the other end of the field. They are now huddling up. And we will have second-half football in a minute. i tell you one game that I'm going to be interested to see what the score is tonight. Uh, Innsworth is playing NBA. Now, they're in two different – uh, two different divisions, but uh, both of them are very, very good football teams. Yeah, both are very good football teams. You've got some of the, one of the top schools on the west side of our division and then one of the, the number one seed right now on the west. So a really tough battle to see. Could be a preview that we see late in the state tournament. Yeah, the NBA quarterback, Marcel Reed, is an Ole Miss commit, so I'll be watching him next year. Everybody tells me we're going to be saying Arch who after he shows up. <laughs> you think he'll take the job of Jackson Dart next year? Uh, no, not okay. that quickly. But he, but that supposedly he's been doing very good this year. I hadn't been ever able to watch him play, but apparently he's been doing great for NBA, and they are undefeated. So yeah, Briarcrest now will uh, come out and uh, get ready to kick the ball off. It'll be Cooper Allen kicking off for Briarcrest. Cooper has kicked the last two in the end zone. We'd love to see that. Yeah, we didn't get to see that a lot last year, but he's been fantastic at that. Two for two and extra points, zero for one on field goals from there. Not not a bad night for the senior kicker slash punter. Yeah, and he had a punt uh, downed inside the five-yard line as well. So, excellent night for Cooper. And there is a whistle, so we will have the kick here in just a second. And there it is. Once again, he's going to kick it deep. The ball will be fielded by Pure in the end zone, and they will have to have take it on the 20-yard line. So, here we go. It will be first and 10 for Pure. Parker at the 20-yard line, big uh, – it may not seem like it, but I really think it's a big series for the Saints defense. If they can get the ball back, I think the offense might have a chance to break this game open. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Josh. And that's the thing we saw last week against Pure when they played Christmas. It kind of kept it close. It was a great game early. They only lost to Christmas by two touchdowns. See if the Saints can kind of make a big statement here. This defense can continue to make big plays, whether it's a tackle for loss, a sack, or even the two forced fumbles. See if maybe the secondary can make a big play. We saw Colin Carvin interception early in the game. See if they can force on their interception, turnover, 
and get this offense back on the field and try to put this game away. So Briar Crest, four down linemen, three linebackers, four defensive backs. Pure Academy is ready to go. It's first and ten, ball at the 20-yard line. There is a snap. They're going to give it to the running back. He doesn't have a lot of running room, but he's going to make a little bit of running room. Kind of just on his own efforts, he's going to get out to about the 24-yard line. Yeah, that's what their running back, number eight, Mario Robinson, does so well. He continues to find holes, kind of makes his own holes in a way, kind of gets his own ground, got about three or four yards there. Yeah, Briarcrest actually looked like that was going to be a, a no gain, but uh, the young man Robinson just kind of put his head down and moved that pile out to the 24-yard line, so it's going to be second down and six. We're just getting started here in the second quarter. I mean, second half, Briarcrest leading Pure Academy 14-6. to six. It'll be second down and six, ball at the fort. Uh, 24-yard line, back to pass, going deep, has a man, it's going to be, oh, it will be picked off by Briarcrest, the ball to the 40, down to the 30, down to the 25, down to the 20, still on his feet, he cuts up field to the 10, going to break a tackle, actually he will be brought down at the four-yard line, unbelievable play by the Briarcrest secondary that time. Devin Johnson, unbelievable resilience, and unbelievable job by him, breaking a lot of tackles, that was tipped twice by their intended target for the Royals. Johnson finally able to bring it down in a huge about a 40-yard return. So Blake Clarkson will get the best field position he'll probably ever have. First and goal right at about the six-yard line. Yeah, and, and the, uh, there were several impressive things that Johnson did on that play. But the first things first, he really had to concentrate on that because, like you said, the receiver actually batted the ball a couple of times. Johnson, though, came down with it, and once he did, he's off to the races. And so now Briarcrest has the ball Inside the five-yard line down on the four, it'll be first and goal from there. Wildcat package of Max Carroll at the quarterback. Max Carroll's going to keep the ball, and he's going to easily get in the end zone for the Briarcrest touchdown. So with 10 minutes and 54 seconds left to go in the third quarter, Briarcrest jumps out to a 20-6 to lead over Pure Academy. Yeah, great start for them. And we saw – I got to see that Wildcat formation a little bit in practice this week. They worked it to perfection right there. Great job from Max Carroll getting his eighth touchdown of the season. Yeah, we've been talking about getting the ball to Max, and that's the easiest way I know to do it. Just snap it to him, and he easily got into the end zone for a touchdown. So Briarcrest's extra point team is out. Cooper Allen kicks the ball up. That looks good, and it is. So with 10 minutes and 53 seconds left to go in the third quarter, Briarcrest now leads Pure Academy 21-6. to you were listening to Briarcrest Football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. We're back at Joseph Clayton Field here on the campus of Briarcrest Christian School where Briarcrest now leads Pure Academy 21-6. On a four-yard touchdown run by Max Carroll, he went back into the Wildcat formation and took the direct snap and easily scored the touchdown. So now Cooper Allen is into the game to kick off for Briarcrest. Three big turnovers for Pure Academy have put the given Briarcrest the lead. That ball will be fielded at the five-yard line up to the 15, up to the 20, has a hole up to the 25, still on his feet, out to the 40, and will be knocked down by the kicker at the 45-yard line. Wow, Parker, Parker, I really thought he was gone. I thought he was gone too. Great play by Coop Brown. Kind of turned him up at about the 40-yard line before he stumbles near the 50. Great momentum swing, though, by Pure after giving up a crucial touchdown to get back in the ball game here with a momentum swing, and they'll get the ball almost at midfield about their own 49-yard line. Yeah, and, that, and the kickoff team giving up big returns has been a problem for the Saints all year. 
Not a good sight for Saints fans. Zach Green on the training table here getting his leg checked out. See if he can come back in the game later. So it'll be first down, first and ten for Pure Academy. His ball's at 49. They try that kind of uh, end around. A kid was hit in the backfield, but he did a fantastic job of keeping his feet and will actually get out around the end for about a seven-yard gain. Yeah, great job number two, Trey Moore there taking on the jet sweep. Brandon Myers hit him originally in the backfield. Correction was actually number 25, Nick McMillan on the carry. Great job by him breaking the first tackle, getting about a seven-yard gain for second and three. Yeah, beautiful job that time. Like you said, hit in the backfield and almost went down. But once he got uh, his uh, balance back, he took off for a nice gain. So it'll be second down and three. There's the snap. Going to fake this, actually run the exact same play again. This time, Briarcrest bottles him up pretty quickly. Looks like he gained maybe one. Yeah, minimal gain there. Great job by John Richard taking him down right at the line of scrimmage. Minimal gain. Let's see. They give him about a gain of one. So third and about a long two here for the Royals. So running that same end around two times in a row worked the first time, didn't work so well the second time. But it will bring a third down and short here for Pure Academy. The ball is spotted at the 43-yard line. Four wide, I mean, excuse me, two wide outs to the left, two wide outs to the right. There's the snap, fakes the handoff, throws it out in the flat. It's going to be complete, and it's going to be a first down for Pure. Still on his feet out past 40-yard line, and here comes a late flag in. We'll see what that's all about. But the, it will be a first down for Pure Academy. Yeah, huge call on this penalty. Oh, it's going to be a face mask on the Saints. That yeah, makes that, that first down even bigger. So, yeah, that's uh, Briarcrest early in the game had several big penalties, including a face mask. Kind of cleaned it up a little bit, but that's a, uh, that, that's a big one against the Saints there. Yeah, just as you said, sloppy first quarter penalty-wise. Much better second quarter on the defensive end. But a crucial penalty here moves the Royal offense almost in the red zone. They'll have it about the 23-yard line of Briarcrest. So first down and 10 for Pure Academy. They're just over nine minutes to go in the third quarter. Briarcrest leads 21-6, to but Pure Academy is on the move. There's a snap. Going to give it the ball off up the middle. Running back has a little bit of running room. Probably will pick up about three yards down to the about the 21-yard line. So going to be a gain of about two, about two and a half. So it'll be second down. We'll just call it second and eight. Going to hand it off again. Once again, the running back tries the right side of the line. Once again, he'll gain a couple more yards. Going to bring up a third down for Pure. So third down and oh, actually he really only gained about a yard that time. It's going to be third down and five uh, for Pure Academy. The ball is spotted at the 23-yard line. He needs to get down to about the 19, so we'll call it third down and four. Big play here for the Briarcrest defense. I would guess this is four-down territory for the Royals. Snap is back, looking to throw, looking to throw, under pressure. Now gets rid of it, and the ball is thrown away. And, you know, Parker, I'm really surprised they didn't run the ball there, knowing they had two chances to get those four yards. Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying about at halftime, Josh. They tried to go away from their bread and butter. That kind of worked last week, and they really kept them in the game against Christian Brothers, kind of forced the ball downfield with pass plays, not running pass plays that they're not usually running. Most of their pass plays last week are hitches and curl routes, trying to go out in the flat there for the play, but great job by John Richardo forcing ahead. As you just said, Josh, it is four-down territory. So they are going for it again. It's fourth and about four and a half 
Need to get the ball to the 19-yard line. Back to pass, looking, throws it very quickly in his eye. And, and so he did catch the ball, but he's going to be short of the first down as the Briarcrest defense de- defender, Colin Collier, came up and made the tackle immediately and almost knocked the ball away. Yeah, huge play by Colin Collier. He's really been a difference maker in this game. One pass deflection, one interception, three tackles, and that's a huge tackle there. Forces a turnover on down so the Royals and Briarcrest offense will take the field once again. So, yeah, Briarcrest will – have the ball on the 15-yard line. About a yard short of the first down were uh, the Royals. So Blake Clarkson will come back out on the field. and uh, Long way to go, but Briarcrest would love to go ahead and break this game open. They're leading 21-6. Seven minutes and 50 seconds to go here in the third quarter. There's two wideouts on each side of the field, but they're just going to hand it to Salim, and this time Pure Academy uh, stops him right at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, a little bit of change up on the offensive line now with Zach Green. We saw Nate Bledsoe shift to the left side. Now over to left tackle. That's kind of – it's, it's been the issue because Joe Dawson is really relying on that right side with Cade Sears and Nate Bledsoe. For those key blocks, now kind of offensive line change could mess with that. So they'll give him about a half a yard, so we'll call it second down and nine. Going to give it to Salim again. This time he has a little bit of running room. He's out past the 20, uh, out to almost the 24-yard line. So that's going to make up a third down at about one for Briarcrest. Yeah, third and short. Great job by the uh, secondary for the Royals. Kayvon Henderson coming up, making the big tackle there to prevent the first down. Third and one now for the Saints. Ball is at the 24-yard line. Briarcrest needs to get it to the 25. Blake Clarkson up talking to his offensive lineman. He's actually going to go up under center this time. Looks like he tried to draw them off sides. They didn't jump. So now he's going to look over to the sideline, get the play call, going to go under center again, get a quarterback sneak, and he will get the first down very easily. Will Blake Clarkson. Yeah, great job by Clarkson there. Showing his strength off as a quarterback, moving the change for the Saints. And it's Colin Collier and Devin Johnson check back into the game with wide receiver. So first down and 10 for Briarcrest. Ball spotted at the 26-yard line. There are six minutes and 20 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Briarcrest leads 21-6. Clarkson takes a snap, fakes it to Saleem. Going to go deep. He has Carroll wide open. The ball's caught the 50. He's to the 40. He's to the 30. Max Carroll is down to the 10, and he will go all the way into the end zone. There is not a flag on the field. That will be a Briarcrest touchdown. 27 to 6, the Saints lead. We were looking for a Max Carroll breakout game, Josh, and we have found it tonight. Got the huge rushing touchdown to start this quarter, and then that was one of the prettiest balls Blake Clarkson has thrown all season. Perfectly hits Max Carroll in stride, and Max Carroll takes it to the house, and there's no one catching him when he has space. Yeah, Fire Max, uh, he, he had a lot of space. He seems like he likes to toy with the defensive backs. He, he'll let them almost catch him, then he'll turn the speed on and go ahead and uh, uh, score. So, anyway. Uh, Cooper Allen onto the field for the extra point. Snap back, kick is up. The kick is good. And so Briarcrest, with six minutes and four seconds to go in the third quarter, now leads Pure Academy 28-6. You are listening to Briarcrest football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. We are back at Briarcrest Christian School. The Saints have taken a 28-6 lead over Pure Academy. By the way, stay tuned for the postgame show with scores from across the Mid-South. Josh Rivera will be also taking your calls, 901-260-5626. And, Parker, you will be joining Josh after the game to give your analysis of this game. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a great game so far, especially kind of a breakout game for Blake Clarkson and his offense. 
So Cooper Allen back into the game. Cooper's had a nice game, made all his extra points. Did miss a field goal, but other than that, it's been a stellar game. That ball is fielded at the one-yard line, but he fumbles it back into the end zone, and when that happens in high school, they just will whistle it down. So Pure Academy will have the ball first down and 10 at the 20-yard line, and they now are kind of in desperation mode down 28-6. to Yeah, now you kind of have to get away from your bread and butter, Josh, and that was one of my keys to the game starting this first half. But now you kind of go back to your roots, got to try to establish your earliest drive if you can't. Go back to throwing the football. Had some success early. You found your running back, Nick McMillan, for three catches already tonight. And we've seen some other playmakers, such as Joshua Bradley and Trey Moore, see if they can get them going this drive. So six minutes and one second to go. Pure Academy has the ball first and ten at the 20-yard line. Briarcrest leading 28-6. to Saints four down linemen, three linebackers, four defensive backs. Now looks like Pure Academy may have moved, and yes, they did. So that's going to be a five-yard penalty against the Royals. They have yet to move the ball, but uh, they will eventually. Be false start, be moved back to the 15-yard line, so it's going to be first down and 15 from there. And they will start all over again. Man in motion. Snap is back. Looking downfield, has a receiver going deep. Throws it way in the air, and the ball will be caught. By, and now there's yeah, it was the ball was caught, but he was out of bounds. So that will be an incomplete pass. Great job by senior defensive back Zach Williams, forcing the man in bounds with the one thing he could have done a little bit better. Could have turned his head a little bit sooner to find the football. Either way, great play by him. Second and 15 now for the Royals. Yeah, Trey Moore, the wide receiver there, uh, went up high. He's only six foot, he, but he, he, he got off the ground and did make a nice catch. But he, like you said, the Briarcrest defensive, defensive back had kind of forced him out. So it'll be second down and 15 now for the Royals. The ball is at the 15-yard line. They have two wideouts right, two wideouts left. One running back in the backfield. The quarterback, Zach Sandifer, back to pass. Throws it out, and it will be complete, but he will be tackled immediately over there by number seven, Colin Collier. Just a short gain for the Royals. Yeah, and Colin Collier's having a fantastic game, Josh. Another big tackle there. Limits the game to about two. Trying to find another curl out there on the outside to Trey Moore. They'll give him about actually a five-yard game back to the original line scrimmage for about a third and ten. So third, third down and long for a Pure Academy. Briarcrest leads 28-6. to six. A little over five minutes to go here in the third quarter. Zach Sandifer is the quarterback. He's back to throw, looking downfield, has a man, but he overthrows him, and that's going to bring up a fourth down and ten. So once again, well, we, we think they may kick it away. Last time they tried a trick play in the situation. It did not work, but at least they tried it. Yeah, that was a very questionable fake punt call. They only came about a yard short, and it's going to be the punt to now to take the field for the Royals. Back deep for Briarcrest is Salim and Linder. I guess what the Saints are thinking, they keep trying to kick it away from Linder, so we'll just put uh, – it's not like Salim in a great kick ret- uh, punt returner as well. Yeah, two great punt returners for the Saints. Let's put them both back there and see which one they'll kick it to. There is a snap. He will kick it this time. It's a low-line driver. It's going to be returnable. Lead Reed Linder takes it at the 50, makes one man miss, but he couldn't get the second man to miss, so he'll be down at the 47-yard line. But once again, Briarcrest with outstanding field position. Yeah, another great chance for Blake Clarkson. It's offense really kind of put this game away and kind of exert their dominance in this game. Fantastic performance by him. Two passing touchdowns, one to Max Carroll, one to Reed Linder. 
And then we saw Max Carroll come out in the Wildcat, every rushing touchdown, and then Joe DeSalim had the first touchdown in the first quarter, the second quarter, I should say. Yeah, I think if you're Brian Stewart, you'd love to see the offense score here. And then maybe you could start rotating some players in. And, and, you know, with fall break coming up, you've got a week off. You could be totally healthy when St. Benedict rolls into town in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's a huge thing. We've seen some of these offensive linemen kind of get banged up. We saw Zach Green earlier, and then I know Cage Sivers and Zeke Taylor kind of playing some injuries. There's the pass. He hits Carroll right down the middle. He has the ball. He's down to 20. Down to the, excuse me, down to the 20 now, down to the 15-yard line. Max Carroll with another big reception. They're actually going to spot him down at the 18. But Briarcrest inside the red zone once again. That was a great job by Max Carroll and Blake Clarkson. Really great chemistry they've had this season, and they really kind of connected, finding the hole in their zone defense. And Carroll really made that look really easy, Josh. Yeah, he did. And uh, uh, so Max Carroll having the, the big game you and I talked about earlier, he's having it tonight. Three wideouts left for Clarkson, one wideout to the right. He's going to have it to Salim. Salim's trying to find a way. He does find a little bit of a hole. He will get it from the 18-yard line down to about the 12. That will be about a six-yard pickup for Salim. Yeah, another great drawing by Jojo Salim. Continuing to be a consistent force here for the Briarcrest offense tonight. So second down and four. Hanley Hasseltine says five. I'm going to say four. Whatever it is, they're going to give it to Salim again. He's around the corner. He's inside the 10. Whoa, I guess he looked like a face mask, but it really wasn't. He did get him by the jersey. But that should be pretty close to a Briarcrest first down. They, they might give it to him. Let's see what the, where the spot is. And they will call it first down, so it will be first and goal for Briarcrest. The ball will be spotted at about the eight-yard line. Briarcrest knocking on the door again. They already lead 28-6. Three minutes and 39 seconds to go in the third quarter. Back to pass. He's under pressure. Clarkson, he has a man in the end zone, and smartly, I think, that time he just threw it away. Yeah, had Donaldson in the back right corner run a very tough throw. Why is he throws it away here? So third and seven. Third and goal, I should say, from the seven-yard line. Or second. Second and second goal. Second and goal. Excuse me. So that's where Briar Crest will run the play. Second down and goal. And then Pure Academy just jumped offside, so that'll get uh, put the Briar Crest in a little bit better field position. So they will move the ball from about the seven down to just inside the five. They'll actually only move it to the five. So about a three-yard penalty there, half the distance of the goal. Students seem to be having fun now, Parker. They're singing and festive atmosphere. Yeah, student section. Not as big as normally. It's still making a lot of noise here tonight, sporting their Saints with their big lead. Second down and goal, ball with the five. Clarkson looking to throw, throws in the end zone as a man. The ball is, looks like it was knocked away, and it was. So that's going to bring up now third down and five for the Saints. Third down and goal from the five for Almost the Saints. Almost had it. Thought Devin Johnson was going to corral that pass in. Seems to be an injured player now for the Royals. Trainers from both sides going to check on him. So, yeah, there is a uh, uh, hurt player out there for Pure Academy. Want to let you know that uh, coming up tomorrow morning, the Mid-South Gardening Show with Veda Vance and Ken Mabry, they will be answering your questions about lawn care and gardening. That's the Mid-South Gardening Show at 6 a.m. on the Mighty 990. And, you know, it's been a long day, Parker. We'll be here till, you know, 9.30, 10 tonight. I might, even though I love the gardening show, I love Veda's an old friend of mine, but I may not be up at 6 to listen. <laughs> 
they do do a great job. And some people are up at 6 in the morning on oh, a Saturday. Sure. But people that like to work in their yards, I guarantee you. And That's what true. beautiful weather tomorrow will be to work in the yard. Yeah, weather's been a lot better this week compared to the past couple of weeks. Weather's dying down. Finally feeling like fall. Yeah, it feels great. Been great fall weather. So they have uh, tended to the player. So it's going to be third down and goal from the five-yard line for Briarcrest. Let's see what they do here. Going to fake it to Sleem. Clarks is going to keep it, and he's not going to get much. Actually, he stayed on his feet and gets it inside the five down to about the two or three-yard line. It looks like he was going to be brought down at the line of scrimmage, but nice job by Blake Clarkson to keep his feet and actually pick up a couple of yards. Yeah, interesting play goal here. Let's see if they can keep the offense on the field. Yeah, it looks like they will actually. They might go wildcat here. Clarkson yeah, just come off on the field, but they made some other substitutions. Davis Walker and. Good news for the Saints, Zach Green, who had an injured ankle injury, leg injury, back on the field now for this crucial fourth and goal from about the one. Yeah, I know the ball actually got all the way down the one. So, yeah, Max Carroll, as he did earlier, will take the direct uh, – or at least will line up to take the direct snap. Let's see what the Saints actually do here. He's got JoJo Saline out to his right. He's got Reed Linder in motion. Going to fake it to Reed. Going to run up the middle, and he will easily score the touchdown. That will be, I guess, the third touchdown of the night for Max Carroll. And so Briarcrest will now open up the lead. It's Briarcrest 34, Pure Academy 6, with two minutes and four seconds to go in the third quarter. Now we got a flag thrown late on that play. We'll see what that is. But either way, great game from Max Carroll. We were, I was hoping for a breakout game from him, and now I'm expecting him to get some. Hopefully some citywide recognition for player of the week as he deserved after this three-touchdown performance. Yeah, had a great game tonight. Let's see what that flag is all about. Like you said, it came way, way late after the play. It's a dead ball, personal foul, unsportsmanlike conduct against Pure. So it'll be the shortest. Act, uh, he, he acted like he was going to call it on both sides, but no, it's only on Pure. Probably Although, assess on the kickoff. Yeah, that's about to say it'll probably assess on the kickoff. So Cooper Allen now will come in to kick the extra point. Try to stretch this lead out. There's a snap. Kick is up, and the kick is good. So with two minutes and four seconds to go, Briarcrest is breaking this game wide open, leading 35-6 to over Pure Academy. You are listening to Briarcrest Saints football here on the Mighty 990 KWAM. Okay, you are listening to Briarcrest football. We are live at Joseph Clayton Field, a beautiful night for football. Not as big a crowd as we normally have because of fall break, but as I look out the uh, – uh, out over the crowd, Parker, they are enthusiastic. The students are starting to get into it. It took them a little while, but they're they're into it now. Yeah, slow start from on the field and in the student section now. A very exciting atmosphere at Clayton Field with two minutes and four seconds to go in the third quarter, and now they're going to assess the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Yeah, so Cooper uh, Allen will actually kick the ball from the 45-yard line of Pure Academy. I will make a prediction. He will kick this one in the end zone. I would be disappointed if it's not a touchback, Josh. <laughs> He's been kicking in the end zone from 15 yards deeper all night, I suspect. If he'd now, you know, the, now with a 35-6 lead, I doubt he would do it. But if it weren't that, this would might be a spot where you'd take a shot at an onside kick. But Cooper Allen getting ready to kick off. He walks into it. And he will kick it deep, and that ball will go all the way through the in the end zone. So it seemed like I just need to hit the recorder. <laughs> Pure Academy will get it first and 10 on the 20-yard line. It's been that way almost the uh, entire games ever since about midway through the second quarter. Yeah, great job by Cooper. Allen. really been consistent on his PATs and kickoffs. Five for five on PATs, four touchbacks for him tonight. So the Royals 
will get the ball, trying to somehow get themselves back in the game here. They next week. Brutal will, remaining part of their schedule. Yeah, playing Lipscomb Academy. Oh, that's in. They are a very good football team. One of the best teams in the state. Coached by Trent Dilford. Yep. Dilford, excuse me. So there's a pass play. They're going to uh, – it is complete, but the play – I tell you, you've got to give the Briarcrest defenders – this This has happened several times tonight, Parker. Even on complete passes, passes they're coming up and making the play so quick, there's really not much gain. Yeah, great job by Cooper Thompson. Jumping in the ball, making a huge play. No gain on the play. So second and ten here for the Royals. One minute and 30 seconds left in the third quarter. Briarcrest leading 35-6 to six over the Pure Academy Royals. Quarterback Sandifer takes a snap. He's going to throw it again. Another completion. This time he's going to have a little bit of room to run, and he will get out to, looks like, about the 25-yard line. So he's going to make him a third down and about five. Actually, he may have gotten six yards, so third down and about four for Pure Academy. Yeah, much more manageable third down here. Finally pushed out of bounds. As you said, about a six-yard game for number 14, Cannon LaRusso. Nice night for him from free safety position. His fourth tackle of the evening. Third down, third and four. Ball at about the 26. they got to get the 30. Quarterback keeper. He's going to go around the side. Now he's going to pitch it. Still on his feet. Going to have the – well, he did get the first down, I believe. But Briarcrest defense came up and made a very nice tackle. But it looks like they'll have enough for the first down. Yeah, great job. That's their, one of their go-to plays there on the fake triple option there. Odell almost had him before he's finally taken down by Zach Williams. Yeah, that was a beautiful tackle because it looked like he was going to get the first down easy. He actually just got the nose of the football. And actually, I think the referee may even – Look at this one. Even though it looks like the nose of the football is over the 30-yard line, they're actually over here talking. Three of the referees are talking to Coach Stewart about something. Maybe he's looking down as if there's possibly a some sort of clock malfunction. Let's. Yeah, they are looking towards the jumbotron. Yep, and now the clock is just – the scoreboard has turned off on the jumbotron and the side clocks. I don't know a lot about these situations, but I know when everything goes off, that's not good. But it is back on there now, it is. looks like, yeah. One of the side clocks is still out. But either the Jumbotron and the side clock on the right end zone is still on. A Memphis broadcasting legend is back on the Mighty 990. The Earl Farrell Show for Memphis. Earl interviews newsmakers from across the city covering music uh, entertainment and the food scene weekdays at three only on the mighty 990. So we've got a break in the action. Look like they've got everything figured out now, and the scoreboard's back on, so we're good to go. It's gonna be first down and ten. Ball at the 30-yard line. Pure Academy back to pass. They're gonna go deep. Have a man. It's gonna be well. He had it in his hands, but he dropped it. Beautiful job that time at number 19, Zach Williams for the Saints on defense. Yeah, great job. Break at the pass there by Williams. Brighton Kearney. Senior receiver for the Royals was the intended target. So now a big second and ten for the Royals. They need to try to get something going here late in this third quarter. Yeah, that's about the third or fourth pass they've dropped. I mean, that would have been a nice catch because uh, Williams came up and made the hit quickly, but he did have it in his hands, and I, I'm sure he's disappointed he didn't catch the football. Yeah, it's Briarcus secondary is playing fantastic, and I continue to have pass breakups. Pass play again. This time it's out in the backfield. That could have been a fumble, but no, they will say it's a forward pass. So it'll be an incomplete pass, and now we'll have third down and 10 for Pure. Yeah, very, very impressed with this defense tonight. Brandon oh. Tucker and them have had a really bounce back week. 
after struggling against the run against MUS, but only giving up 19 points was very impressive. Surrendering only six points tonight. They were in the first quarter, so really, you've pitched a shutout really for almost the past 45 minutes. Yeah, I heard you talking to Coach Stewart about that. It's kind of like they shut everything down the MUS did. They just couldn't find an answer for the quarterback run last week. But like you said, still only gave up 19 points. So here we go. Third down and 10 for Pure Academy. Big play in the game. Back to pass looking. Look, he's going to be brought down at the 20-yard line by Briarcrest. Beautiful play by the Briarcrest defense. None other than number five, Brandon Myers. Incredible. Standout. (laughs) He might have to get some Player of the Week nominations as well. He's had a massive football game. Four Uh, tackles for losses. A fumble recovery, and now he gets a sack on the night. Unbelievable season for him. He just continues to stat pattern, just have a really impressive season, Josh. That's now his sixth sack of the season, 12 tackles for loss. Very impressive job by him. And that will be the last play of the third quarter. So when we come back, Pure Academy will be punting to Briarcrest. So at the end of the third quarter, Briarcrest leads 35 to 6, and we'll be back with Briarcrest football right after this. Your exclusive source for high school sports coverage in the Mid-South. The Mighty 990 and 107.9 FM. KWAM Memphis. A Starnes Media Group station. Reed Linder fields a punt. He's up to the 50-yard line, up to the 45, still on his feet out to the 40. He's going to be run out of bounds at the 38-yard line. So Briarcrest will have fantastic field position. And so, uh, Parker May, it's 35-6. to It is now 11 minutes and... 54 seconds to go in the ball game. When do you, if you're Coach Brian Stewart, start really doing some heavy substituting? I almost want to say now, Josh. We've seen a little bit of substitution now in the offensive line. Other guys, Cooper Sherrod's checked in. A couple of receivers changed. Nate Rennix is now at a tight end. Davis Walker, Caleb Donaldson joined them in the huddle. And as what tends to happen sometimes. Now the referee just moved the ball I actually called a blindside block on Briarcrest, so that's going to be a big penalty against the Saints. So the Saints thought they were going to start at the 38-yard line on their side of the field. They're actually going to move it all the way back to the 42-yard line on the Pure Academy side of the field. Actually, it's the other way around, but you know what I mean. (laughs) So... Clarkson to pass. He has Linder. The ball is dropped, and that'll be an incomplete pass. Actually, that was Donaldson. Yes, yeah, some of a little bit of changes. Not as many as I would expect. We also got Fenton Williams in at running back. Jack Gleason on the other side as well. A little bit of younger guys, but I would say soon you got to make a whole, almost a line change, especially on the offensive line. Maybe get Blake Clarkson a little bit of a rest. So second down, second down and 10, 11, minute and 40, 11 minutes and 42 seconds left to go in the ball game. Briarcrest leading 35-6. to six. Saints, as when you put a lot of new players in the game, seem to be having a little bit of trouble getting lined up. There's a snap, going to be a handoff for the running back. He's going to have a little bit of running room. He will pick up about, about five yards on that play. Fenton Williams, senior running back. Great carry from him tonight, his first of the evening. On the carry for the Saints. So that's going to bring up a third down, third and about a long five, short six. Clarkson still in the game. Fenton Williams, as uh, Parker just mentioned, in at running back. And, yeah, the, the Saints have made several substitutions there in the receiver position. But we'll see what they do here. Third down and about six. 
There's a snap, looking to throw, throws it, has a man, and the ball is caught. Beautiful catch by the Saints that time. Looks like he's going to, wow, he's going to be very close to the first down. It all depends on where the referee spots the ball. The referees almost are at different spots on the field. Either way, a fantastic catch by senior tight end Nate Rannix. Took a big hit there by Diallo, number 15, Alpha Diallo, their senior defensive back there. Either way, does move the chains. First down, Briarcrest. Yeah, the referee closest to us looked like he was short, but I like I like that other referee's opinion. He, he had him as a first down, so that will be a first down for Briarcrest, and the Saints now are going to really run some clock here. They're in no hurry to run the play. They've run it all the way down to seven seconds. Now Clarkson will get ready to snap the football. He does snap it. He's going to hand it off up the middle. Uh, running back, not a lot of room that time. Going to be bottled up for no gain. Yeah, that's something. Williams. Not a lot of running room. Trying to go to that right side of the line. Mario Robinson. Listed as a running back. Has been fantastic on that side of the ball tonight. That time makes a big tackle there. By the way, I was going to say for those wondering, the University of Memphis leading the Houston University 20-7 uh, to 7 in the late in the third quarter. Yeah, that's going to be a huge one if they can hold on to that ball game. It'll be second down and 10 for Brian Crest. The ball is on the 48-yard line. This time Clarkson will hold on to it. He's going to get a nice gain on the play. Going to get it down past the 45, almost to the 40-yard line. Going to be a pickup of about... Seven, so it's going to bring up a third down and around three for the Briarcrest. Yeah, still a third and short, but either way, a beautiful spin move by Blake Clarkson. Got hit after about a two yards. Great spin move, ev evading the tackler, and get it down to more third and manageable. They'll call it third and four on the 42-yard line. So, Briarcrest, as we have mentioned already, they are definitely taking their time. No point in rushing anything here. They're letting the play clock get down inside ten seconds pretty much every time. And so Clarkson does it again. It's down to seven seconds, six, but he looks like he's about ready to snap the football. He better hurry, send a 3-2, and he does snap it. Going to hand it off up the middle, but this time Pure Academy's all over that. Running back will be dropped, Fenton Williams, for about a two-yard loss. Yeah. Now it looks like they're going to go to the punt unit. As yep. Cooper Allen come on for his third punt of the evening. Is that two pretty successful punts? Let's see if they can pin them deep here. Rutgers has played Nebraska tonight, and Rutgers is leading that game 13-7. The Nebraska football program is on hard times right now. Yeah, they already fired their coach after a very disappointing start. So Cooper Allen into punt. Saints lead 35-6. Beautiful snap. Very nice punt. Low line drive. It's going to hit at the 15, go over the kicker's head. Now it's going to go inside. And for some reason, the Pure Academy uh, deep man uh, prevented the ball from going in the end zone. He recovered it. He, uh, he may have thought he touched it maybe. Or I maybe will say, he did. I do think it hit his cleat. I do yeah. think he hit it in the foot when he was trying to avoid it at first. So that's why he had to touch it. But either way, a fantastic play from Cooper Allen. <laughs> About a 50-yard bomb. And they'll be inside the one. They'll be right at the one yard line. Yeah, the ball is almost touching the goal line, so that's where Pure Academy will start. We'll say if the Briarcrest offense goes back on the field, it will be the freshman quarterback Hudson Tucker. He's getting ready and about to start warming up down here on the Briarcrest sideline to look for more of a big substitution in this Briarcrest offense. Still, some of the first string guys in on defense, such as Colin Collier, Devin Johnson, and Holden Day. Look like some new kids up on the uh, on the defensive front, but Pure Academy way back, almost on the goal line. Back, they have a man in motion. 
quarterback back in the end zone. There's a snap. He's going to hand it to the running back. He's going to be tackled back in the – he got away. He is going to now get out of the end zone. He has plenty of running room. He's up to the 10, up to the 15-yard line. Unbelievable play that time, Parker. They looked like they had him deep in the end zone. He got off the hook and ended up getting a first down. Now, Josh, I know Briarcrest <laughs> is winning 35-6, to six, but that's inexcusable. You have three defensive linemen on the same side of the ball, and one of them is grabbing her by his jersey. Either way, a fantastic job by the running back, number eight, Mario Robinson, somehow getting out of the end zone, preventing get, got a first down about a 10-yard gain, 15-yard gain. I know it's hard to explain to the listeners. He looked hopeless back there. <laughs> I mean, it looked like there was no way he could get away, and he was five or six yards deep in the end zone when that happened. Anyway, there's a pass out into the flat. Once again, Briarcrest defender comes up and makes a beautiful play and gets him down at about the 10-yard line. That'll be a loss of two for Pure. Yeah, Cooper Thompson that time all over. The senior linebacker making another big play. His third tackle tonight. Loss of two, so it'll be second down and 12 for Pure Academy. They are deep, deep in their own territory, back down to the, about the 12-yard line. They've got to get it all the way out to the 24 for the first down. Six minutes and 30 seconds left in the ball game. Briarcrest leads after a slow start. The Saints lead 35-6. to six. There's a snap, looking downfield, throwing downfield, has a man. It's caught, and he immediately goes down at the 20-yard line. That'll bring up a third down and about four for Pure Academy. Yeah, it's like he kind of tripped up there. It was number 25, Nick McMillan there. It kind of tripped up there. Still a gain of about five, so third and five. Gain of eight on the play. That will bring a third down four yards to go. So third down and four for the Pure Academy. They are trailing 35-6. to six. If they have any hope to get back in this ball game, they need to get a first down right here. Their quarterback, Zach Sandifer. Sandifer has gone the entire way tonight. Snap. He's looking to pass. He's going to go to a man. He has, and it might be, uh, yeah, it's finally knocked away. The Briarcrest defender, number uh, 36, Cooper Thompson, could have picked that ball off, but he it, but he just knocked it away, and it'll be fourth down now for Pure. Yeah, almost had his first interception this season. Had three interceptions last year, almost grabbed his first right there, and now it looks like the punt unit for the rules have come out, and still the first-string punt return unit for the Saints will be on the field with Jojo Salim and Reed Linder deep to return. Yeah, if I'm Salim or Linder, I would just let this ball hit the ground. I wouldn't try to do anything heroic here in a game that's uh, clearly been put away. That's a great point, yeah. Absolutely. Either let it bounce or take a short return would be just fine. And so whistle blows. Might be delay a game. Yep. Delay a game against Pure Academy, so they will move from the 26 back to about the 21-yard line and have to do this all over again. Linder and Salim will creep their way up to the 45-yard line where they will take the kick from there. And there is the punt. Very nice punt this time. Salim's going to field it at the 50. He will return it. He's hit there, but he's up to the 45, up to the 40, up to the 35, still on his feet, and he will be step and he will step out of bounds at about the 30-yard line. Making me nervous there, Parker. We need everybody healthy for St. Benedict in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a big chance there for he could have taken a big hit, didn't now we get a big line change for the offense. Almost looks like the freshman offense will get to go out there and have a big drive. A little bit of mix in position and grades there. Looks like it'll be Hudson Tucker at quarterback. He's a freshman. He'll be joined at the skill position with Fenton Williams, Calvin Moa, Jack Gleason, and Hayden Parker. 
Also number 17, Houston Walker outside. So first down for the Saints. The ball is spotted at the 34-yard line. There's a snap back to pass. Going to go deep, has a man. It'll be intercepted, it looks like, and it will be by Pure Academy. Tried to do a big fade route that time, but a nice job by the Pure Academy defender, and he will pick the ball off down at about the six-yard line. Yeah, don't totally understand that play call. A little bit of risky throw a freshman quarterback out there and have him throw a 50-50 ball on his first play. Either way, great play by number four, or number three, I should say, Joshua Bradley, his interception. Freshman defensive back making a big play there. Take the Mighty 990 with you wherever you go. Download the free Mighty 990 app. Immediate access to Todd Starnes, Earl Farrell, Tim Van Horn, and Briarcrest football. You can download the app right now at kwamradio.com. So Pure back out on the field. It's first down, first down from the five-yard line. They're going to go back to pass, going to throw one deep. Beautiful catch that time by the Pure receiver. That's going to be a first down all the way out to about the 25-yard line. Yeah, fantastic catch. Looked like number 25, Nate McMillan, his fourth catch of the night. Correction, number one, Tylen Dunn, a senior receiver listed at 6'3", 200. Does a great job that time elevating, making a big catch there to extend the Extend the drive for first down for the Pure Royals. Yeah, first down, first from first down and ten from the twenty-six yard line. Four minutes and thirty seconds left to go in the ball game. Back to pass once again is Pure. They have a man wide open at the thirty, but he overthrows him, so it'll be second down and ten for Pure. And that time the intended target was number twenty-five, Nick McMillan. Great job though by sophomore defensive end Jordan Brown there, putting pressure on the quarterback Zach Sandifer. So what do you think tomorrow, Arkansas? Kind of. Season's starting to slip away from them. They're going to go on the road and play Mississippi State. Yeah, it's kind of almost a must-win game there for the Razorbacks with their quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, who is a very talented quarterback. I don't know if they were going to win that game, Josh. That's a tough place to play. The Cowbells will be ringing in Starkville, so Pure back to pass. They're going to throw it out in the flat. It's going to be complete. And once again, Briarcrest defense does a beautiful job of coming up and gang tackling the young man from Pure after he just gets a maybe a yard or two. Yeah, great job limiting the gain once again. Going to be third and about eight or nine here. Great job of this kind of mix. Still some of the starters, some of the younger guys in there as well, especially on the defensive front with Jordan Brown and then Jay Setzer in there as well, two sophomores. Getting some chances here to run with some of the starters on defense. So it's third down and nine. But it looks like Pure Academy will take a timeout. So there will be a timeout on the field. We will take one as well. You're listening to Briarcrest Football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. EPM Appraisals presents Briarcrest Football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. We are back at Joseph Clayton Field. You're listening to Briarcrest Football. The Saints with three minutes and 49 seconds left to go in the ball game. Lead 35-6 over the Pure Academy Royals. Briarcrest will even their record tonight. They came in tonight 3-4. and four. They will be 4-4. Four and four. Pure Academy came in tonight 2-4. and four. They will be 2-5. and five. But we do have a little bit of football left. And Pure Academy's trying to see if they can make this a little bit closer. They will again throw the ball downfield, and they float just a high pass. And uh, But it is caught, and it will be caught for a first down out to about the 42-yard line for Pure. Yeah, great catch that time. Once again with number one, Tyler Dunn. 
Extending the chains, beautiful fade route run by him and great pass number 17, the quarterback, Zach Sandifer. Sandifer's gone the whole way tonight for Pure. He's had some good moments, also had some bad, had some interceptions. He's been the uh, – they weren't his fault, but his team also fumbled the ball away a couple times. It really hurt their offense. Back to pass, he's under pressure. Once again, floats it high. He, once again, the ball will be caught, but was he in bounds? I do not believe he was, so that will be an incomplete pass. Was not in bounds, but a fantastic hit. And now a little bit of a line change here for the Saints on the defensive line. Checking in for the Saints, number 54, Ronnie Inamorato, number 56, and then number 25, Brock Clunch. So tomorrow, Ohio State's playing Michigan State. Now, it used to be back in the day that would be considered a good game, but Ohio State's favored by 27. Goodness yeah, gracious. No way that's a top 20 matchup this year, Michigan State. The rails are kind of falling off for them. Back to pass, going to throw it out. It's going to be complete out into the flat, and he's got some running room, but Briarcrest comes up and stops him pretty quickly after a gain of about five. Do you, yeah. think, do you think Michigan State wants that money back that they paid their coach? Because <laughs> they have not done well since they gave him that huge contract. No, I don't think they want that money back. That's a lot of money <laughs> they paid Mal Tucker. <laughs> Great job that time, though, by Holden Day and Jay Setzer. Coming up a limited gain of about four yards, so third and six here for Pure, right at two and a half minutes here on the ball game. So Pure Academy trying to get something going here at the end of the ball game. They trail 35-6. to Sandifer takes the snap. Under pressure, steps away from it. Now he's going to try to run the ball, and he will pick up a yard or two, but that's going to be it. Going to bring up a fourth down and long for Pure Academy. Yeah, great job by Carter Bostick. And number 48, Jack Baker, a freshman and a senior combining to make a big tackle there. Gain of one. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, it should be fourth down. They're going to hand it off up the middle. He's hit at the line of scrimmage. He will now go down for a, a basically no gain on fourth down. So Briarcrest will get the ball on about the 46-yard line. Yeah, much better job that time by the defensive line. Back-to-back -back great jobs by them. Carter Bostic and Jack Baker, the defensive end there, combining to make some big tackles there. And now we get to see another version of this younger offense. See if they can put a better drive together. Had a one-play interception last time. Trying to throw a 50-50 ball. See if they can get a little bit of a run game established or get their freshman quarterback, Hudson Tucker, some easy passes. So the Saints have a little bit of trouble getting lined up, and they're looking over the sideline, and it looks like they're short a player. So an offensive lineman will now come into the game. They have plenty of time, though, to get this done. There's still 19 seconds left on the play clock. There's a snap. Going to run the ball this time right up the middle. Pure Academy comes up and makes the hit. That'll be no gain for Briarcrest. Bring up second down and 10 for the Saints. Yeah, Fitton Williams checks back in now at running back. That was number 26 for the Saints. David Hogan, a freshman, getting the first carry for him on the evening. They will actually say he lost about a half yard, so we'll call it second down and 11. So next week we are off. After that, we'll have a division game. St. Benedict will come to town. And then after that, a big one against Innsworth. Yeah, two huge region games to finish the season. That pass was tipped by the pure defensive line, number seven. Kayvon Henderson's had a pretty good game there for them on defense. Gets the pass deflection there. Pass was intended for freshman standout receiver number 21, Calvin Moa. So, yeah, you and Josh Rivero will be on the postgame show. Josh, of course, will have scores from all around the county, but he will pick Parker's brain for a few minutes before he does that.
be third down and 11 here for Briarcrest. They look over to the sidelines. They all looked over there in sync. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> Simultaneously. Like Hudson Tucker is in at quarterback. Son of defensive coordinator Brandon Tucker. He will hand it off up the middle and nothing doing this time for Briarcrest. It'll be no gain. That's going to bring up fourth down and 11. And I suspect the Saints will punt, and I suspect they will let all 36 seconds of this play clock run off before they do it. Yeah, potentially probably the next to last play of this ball game here. Or maybe the offense will stay on the field. They might go back to that little quick kick that they showed earlier. Either a quick kick, let that clock run down and take a timeout. They are all just staring over the sideline, and they will let the clock run down. There are 34 seconds left to go in the game. There are about 10 seconds left to go on the clock. Looks like they will go ahead and snap the football. They do snap it, and they are going to run the play. It's going to be a pass play. It's going to be incomplete. And I tell you, he had a man wide open going down the middle of the field. He just didn't seem. Yeah, he had number 80, 80, 85, Hayden Parker, wide up on the seam right over the middle of the field. Passing intended to Houston Walker, though. Great coverage by number three for the Royals, Joshua Bradley. So either way, Creer will take over 20 seconds to go. They'll probably win one play, and that'll be the ball game. Very successful win, a much-needed win for the Saints. Gets them back to 500 going into fall break. Yes, stay tuned for the postgame show with Josh Rivera. Parker will join Josh, and then uh, after that, Josh will take you all around the Mid-South with all the different scores, get you updated. And now, as happens sometimes when everybody's just trying to leave, the referees are going to take their sweet time to get the ball out, and finally, Pure Academy will be able to line up and run a play. 19.9 seconds left in the football game. This could be the last play of the game unless he throws it, and he will actually go to a knee, so that will be the last play of the game. So, Parker, yeah, it was a slow start to this game, but the Saints came back and took advantage of some turnovers and eventually uh, came out and blew blew this game wide open, went at 35-6. Yeah, a very nice win for Brian Stewart and his coaching staff. Kind of a statement win for the Saints. We saw Christian Brothers last week struggle with him, but Brian Chris, after the slow first quarter, kind of started their dominance, goes up and scores 35 unanswered points to get a great win for them. Going into fall break, 4-4 four four with two huge region games left to play. So that is a final here from Clayton Field. Briarcrest beats Pure Academy 35-6. to We will kick it back to the studio for the postgame show in Josh Rivera right now. From the Mighty 990 Broadcast Center, it's the EPM Appraisals Postgame Show. EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Here's Josh Rivera. Welcome to the post-game show here in the Mighty 990 Studios. This is the post-game show sponsored by EPM Appraisals. EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. And yeah, big win for Briarcrest, uh, winning against uh, Pure Academy 35-6. And it's just a much-needed victory. And I'm going to go ahead and just jump right into it. I have Parker, Parker May, one of our uh, play-by-play callers. And Parker, I want to just pick your brain a little bit about this game. What did you think about this game? What are some of the first thoughts you had as soon as the game ended? Yeah, my first thoughts, honestly, were about great performance from the defense, really the offense. Blake Clarkson kind of have a breakout game, kind of struggled in the past couple weeks against MUS, but really connected well. We got the run game established. That was a big key for me, Josh. That's something the Saints have been really struggling all year. Joe Saline staying that performance for him tonight, kind of a breakthrough game for him as well. Yeah, Brad Kres, they took a big win tonight ahead of 
a break. You know, we have a week off now. Uh, how big is this for the Saints to get a win ahead of a, of a time of rest with only two games left in the regular season? It's huge for them to get back to 500. It's really big for their health. You got some offensive linemen who are banged up. We saw Zach Green get hurt during the game, kind of came back in the game. And then I know Cade Shivers and Zeke Taylor, two starting offensive linemen, are still playing three hundred. So hopefully they, those three guys on the offensive line can get back healthy. And that's huge because we're also going to potentially get in Cade Carlson back at quarterback for SBA. Yeah, and you know, I'm one of those players also for Briarcrest, Max Carroll, he had a great game. You called for a breakout game. How crucial is Max Carroll for this Briarcrest team? Oh, he's absolutely huge because it depends on how you want to guard him. You can guard us by keying on a Max Carroll, Reed Leonard, and which one, depending on which one you key on, Devlin's going to have a huge game. And last week, MMUS keyed in on Max, and Reed had 151 yards and a touchdown. This week they keyed in on the run game and Reed and Leonard and Max Carroll had three touchdowns, including two on the ground out of the Wildcat formation. Yeah, last question. You know, what did Briarcrest do right this game that they can apply for the rest of the season and the playoffs? Their defense made a huge statement, and they didn't fall behind as much as we saw early. They struggled in the first quarter, got mine 6 nothing, but really they kind of just took over. Offense was fantastic, and I think that tonight was their best job running the ball. That's going to be huge late this season, especially in the playoffs, so they can be able to run the football. This team will have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. Absolutely. Parker, thank you for joining me. And, man, look, I know we got a, a, a nice little break coming. I hope you have a good you know, time next week, and, and we'll just see you when we come back. Absolutely. Thank you, Josh. Of course. All right, that was Parker May, and, of course, him and Josh Davis always doing a fantastic job doing the, the play-by-play. Let's jump into some scores right now. Some of these scores are final. I'll let you know when they're final, and some of these are still ongoing. And, of course, the, one of the first final scores is Briarcrest and Pure Academy, 35-6. to Good job on Briarcrest. Much-needed victory. And, you know, this was one of those things that I talked about for Briarcrest. One of the key things that I said, you know, one of the keys for the game is that you have to secure the lead early. Make this one of those two-hour games. And obviously they didn't do that, but they were able to secure a nice lead there at the half, which was really good for Briarcrest. And, and you know, I wouldn't just get, I wouldn't stray away from compliments just because it's Pure Academy. I know their record doesn't say a whole lot right now. They're two and five after this game. But the record doesn't really say much about what kind of football team they are. You know, you look at the ga- the games that they've played against, and this is something Josh Davis was mentioning uh, before the game started. Pure Academy, they're not a bad team. They've just been playing really, really good teams. I even mentioned how this is going to be a team that, you know, they're going to be playing. Look, Just listen to their next three games. Lipscomb Academy, the number one team in Tennessee. They're the number 17 team in the country. Then they're going to play MUS, who's a legitimate top 10 team in Memphis. And then after that, to finish off the season, they have to play a 5-2 and two Hardin County team. Uh, they went undefeated in last year's regular season. So it's not necessarily they just don't play as well. They just got to play really good teams. But they definitely have the talent. I've seen videos on Twitter. I've seen uh, some highlights. This is a pretty athletic football team. And this was a team more than capable of beating Briarcrest. So I think this is a really big plus for Briarcrest getting a win under their belt. They're evening their record once again this season. And they have a nice bye week, like Parker was just saying, a time of rest. A lot of players banged up on their team. Uh, and it give them a time to just kind of recover. And also, you know, have some sort of a, some sort of momentum heading into, uh, you know, two weeks' time when they play St. Benedict having a win under their belt. Uh, from tonight. So this is a really big, big game for Briarcrest. It's going to lead them into the rest of the season. They got to finish off against St. Benedict. Then they got to finish off against Endsworth. And that's going to be a key game because that's another division game. Actually, the last two games are going to be teams in the division. That's going to be huge for playoff uh, uh, standings and, and what that's going to determine for where who Briarcrest plays in the first round. 
So jumping into some more other scores, I'm going to highlight uh, Central and Overton first. That's a final score. Central winning 41-0. to Central actually head coach Major Wright securing his 150th uh, career victory. So congratulations, Coach Wright, on leading uh, your Central Warriors uh, to uh, your, their 150th career win. Uh, really good stuff over there. Uh, for Coach Wright. In Germantown and Arlington, that's a final score too. Germantown winning 33-3 to against Arlington. Again, this is a really big, big game for both of these teams. They have the huge playoff implications. Out of these two teams, you know, they, they were, they did have two division losses ahead of the game. Obviously, now Arlington has three. And obviously, only the top four teams in their division can even go to the playoffs. So this is a really big edge for Germantown who honestly has kind of slid down the last two games, obviously not counting this game, but the last two games prior when they played, uh, when they were undefeated, one of the top teams in Memphis, and they dropped the ball against Houston, then they dropped the ball against Collierville in consecutive weeks. So this is one, a big win in terms of just standings and st- in, in terms of just playoff rankings and implications in that matter. But also just, you know, their morale in the team. You drop two big uh, games when you're undefeated, it's going to do a lot in the locker room. So getting this win, kind of getting back on that win column is really big for the Red Devils. Good stuff for Germantown. Uh, And then jumping into Mumford and Southwind, you know, this is actually a closer game than I anticipated. Southwind kind of kept it closer. Uh, You know, it's now 14 to 24, Mumford's leading. But there was a point where it was 17 to 14, Mumford was leading at that time. But it was only a three-point game. And you have to think about it. You know, Mumford is, in a lot of people, the top team in the Memphis area and obviously one of the top teams in Tennessee. And Southwind was just neck and neck with this uh, Cougar team. Really impressive stuff by Southwind. But unfortunately, they are down 10 points. And uh, that game has not been called yet. They're still playing as of right now. Harding Academy and Tipton Rosemark Academy. Right now, Harding Academy down 14-20 to against Tipton and Rosemark. So six-point deficit. But, you know, they did crawl their way back. At first, Tipton Rosemark was up about 20-0. to Harding Academy crawled their way back, and now it's just a six-point game. So good on them. Uh, a close game over there. Uh, and we'll keep you updated on that score. Center Hill and DeSoto Central, that game is pretty close. DeSoto Central leading 15-12. to uh, So close game over there in Mississippi. Another Mississippi game, Hernando and Lewisburg. Hernando leading 16-13. to uh, in that game, Batesville and Forest City, Batesville leading 13 to zero. You have Lafayette and Columbus, Lafayette, that's a final score, winning 42 to seven. A really big win for Lafayette in that program. South Panola and South Haven, that's going to be a close game as well. South Haven actually leading 21 to 14. So, really good on South Haven's part. Uh, uh, but still, plenty of football left in that game and still a really close game. They're just down by a touchdown. South Panola is. Olive Branch and Horn Lake. Olive Branch leading 24-7 to currently. And then, of course, I talked about Germantown, Mississippi, the Mavericks over there. Not the Germantown Red Devils, not the one that I talk about constantly in this show. I'm talking about the Mississippi Germantown Mavericks. They're leading up against Oxford 16-6 to right now. And then you look at Whitehaven and White Station. Whitehaven 26-12 to leading against White Station Spartans. Uh, really, really tough for both of these teams. Again, Whitehaven, they started the season really well, actually. They were undefeated 2-0, and you know they've kind of slid down ever since those two games. But, you know, they're going to be back on the win column. Uh, the game is almost done. White Station has just been kind of struggling uh, this season. So right now, again, Whitehaven 26 to White Station's 12. By Haley and North Panola. North Panola leading 30-6 to right now. Uh, North Panola been having a, a, a you know, 
a better season than I expected, uh, and, and they're currently leading against Bahalia 30 to six. Covington and Bolivar Central, uh, you know, they Covington they won 49 to six, and and they're actually uh, they locked up the region championship. So they're the region champs. That right there, that makes them uh, you know winners in their division. So good on Covington uh, winning in blowout fashion, 49 to six. Ridgeway and Kirby right now. Ridgeway leading 10 to three. Uh, still plenty of football left in that game. Bartlett and Cordova again. This is a good Bartlett team that's had really impressive wins all the way going back to one of their first wins against Lausanne when Lausanne was the consensus number one team, and Bartlett took that win way back in the first couple weeks. Now they're leading Cordova thirty-eight to zero, and that doesn't say a whole lot because Cordova has been a really struggling team in. Memphis, but all in all, still a win. A win is a win for Bartlett, and they're going to move on up in the standings. Uh, and then MASE and Middleton, final score 68 for MASE. They've they haven't let Middleton score in this game at all, and that's one of many of the blowout wins. Uh, actually, shutout wins. I believe uh, MASE has had multiple games, if not most of the games, where they have not allowed a single point uh, versus uh, their opponents. So really big stuff for MASE. But again. This is a team that I've also mentioned, you know, they are really impressive. They have a good football team, but they do play kind of, you know, some average teams. They haven't played against really, really big teams. So it's hard to really crack them in that top three seating. I want to see them against a really good team before I throw them in a top three conversation. But, you know, their shutout wins and their really good record is enough for me to put them somewhere in that top five, especially definitely top 10. So good on them. But that's all the scores I have for now. Of course, I'm going to recap these scores before the night ends uh, and we'll go through all of that. But when we come back, I definitely want to talk about some of the uh, p- p- candidates for players of the week from last week who won the player of the week from last week. I have a conversation with Wes Pruitt. I'm also going to talk to Mitch Davis. We're going to talk some Tiger football. We're going to talk some college football. And I'm really excited to do that here on the Mighty 990. This is the post-game show sponsored by EPM Appraisals. EPM Appraisals Evaluating Property in the Mid-South. When we come back, I'm going to talk to Wes Pruitt, and we'll have all of that when we come back with this commercial break. Now, back to the EPM Appraisals post-game show with Josh Rivera. Welcome to the post-game show here on the Mighty 990 Studios. And on the phone, I'm just going to jump right into it. I have uh, Wes Pruitt. He's uh, part of the Four Starts Media group uh, guys over there talk about a lot of college football and i'm excited to have him on the show wes thank you for joining me oh man josh thank you very much for having me again it's been a it's been a fun night for memphis fans so far yeah i know of course memphis actually right now thank you for reminding me they're actually leading 26 to 13 it's only 10 minutes left in that game and that's that's what i I guess we're going to just jump into what did you see from the tigers tonight you know obviously they're winning right now uh you know i tell you man for the i guess third or fourth week in a row this Memphis defense is really, really, really playing good football. They're flying around the field. They've had pressure on Clayton Toon all night long. Uh, got another interception tonight as well, uh, and probably has one of the best goal line stands that I've seen out of this football program in probably close to twenty years. Um, wow. uh, just uh, it was a, it was a crucial spot in the game. They got a big goal line stand, and then they turned around and uh, threw the ball right down the field on on Houston from the one yard box. Yeah, no, that, and that's been really good for the Memphis Tigers, and we won't see any football, actually, at the Liberty Bowl until November. How important is it for Memphis to win these next games on the road, and should fans have to worry about the road trip? Uh, you know, anytime you go on the road, uh, there's a challenge. It doesn't matter who you are, and I mean, Georgia saw that last week 
going on the road to Missouri and it being in an absolute dogfight. But you turn around and you go to East Carolina uh, next week for a six, uh, 6 o'clock kickoff on ESPNU, and that's an East Carolina team that gave NC State fifth game one uh, and really probably should have beaten NC State in week one. And then you look at a Tulane team that uh, preseason, I said Tulane was a team to look out for in this conference. Uh, they beat the Houston team that the Tigers are playing right now in overtime last weekend uh, at home. And Tulane has not been a friendly place since they've moved out of the Superdome. Since they've been in their home, their new home stadium, the Tigers have not played well there. I think we've only won one or two games there. Yeah, and that's actually my next question was that Tulane game. You know, October 22nd, we play them, and they're 4-1 and overall. They're 1-0 and in the AAC and that's I, that's what I want to lead into. Is Tulane the biggest threat in the conference for Memphis? Uh, I mean, I think you got to look at Central Florida as always. Um, Tulsa, I mean, really, Josh, when you look at this conference, it's pretty, it's pretty good top to bottom in all reality. Um, but when you look at Tulane in particular, this year you just mentioned it. They're 4-1 and one on the season. I think this is a team to look out for, as I just said. Uh, Memphis also just hit, uh, made a field goal by Chris Howard uh, to make it 29-13 with eight minutes to go. Um, Tulane is a major threat. When you, if you're just talking about threats, though, I mean, Central Florida is a team you got to look out for. Gus Malzahn, we all know what he does. He scores points, and he scores them in bucket loads. Uh, then you've got the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes up, uh, up next after Central Florida. North Alabama, I think, should be a win. Then you close with a team that is kind of up or down, and that's uh, SMU. Now, I don't know if you heard the news, but there's probably, I think there's like seven or nine players that are sitting out the remainder of the season for SMU. They're just not playing. They're done. They're going to transfer out. Um, That that hurts that program, especially for Rhett Lashley, uh, being in his first season at the helm there. But when you look at the Tigers' remaining schedule, you've got two road games that I think you've got to win. To win both of these, you're sitting at five and zero in the conference, and you're still in the driver's seat. Obviously, you'd be in first place, and then you've got three conference games left. That even if you dropped one out of those three, you're probably still sitting in first place in the conference. No, yeah, absolutely, and that's kind of the. I'm looking at the Tigers' uh, schedule right now, and some of the obviously the key games. You know, we have. Uh, East Carolina next game. We have Tulane, like we just talked about, UCF, Tulsa, North Alabama, and SMU. And I think these are more than capable games for us. I think we obviously have good chance versus most of them. And I'm curious to know, uh, what chance do you give the Tigers to sweep through the rest of the season? Uh, I think if Memphis defensively can continue to play with the same aggressiveness and tenacity that they have the past few games, and then if this offense, which we've seen tonight, can score and can move the ball down the field. I mean, Seth, Seth Hennigan's thrown for 226 yards tonight. We've rushed for um, 138, and, I mean, he's thrown to eight different receivers tonight. Uh, if this offense can continue to play like it is, I think we can run the table, and I'm not saying that from a biased perspective. Yeah, and, and, and we're going to pivot back to Memphis and Houston. Uh, and, and obviously, I hope the Memphis Tigers can sweep through. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, they're playing Houston right now, and they're leading 29-13. Thanks for the update, by the way. What can you tell us about the rivalry between Memphis and Houston now that this is their final game to uh, you know together as conference rivals since, you know, the Cougars are actually going to be one of the teams to move to the Big 12 next season? 
Yeah, I mean, as a as a diehard Memphis fan and someone who's followed the program for a long time, of course, we know Houston. We've we 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 were facing them in Conference USA. We've now been facing them in the American. Uh, and I mean, we've had some classic games with Houston. Go back to 2017, 2020, uh, when we made the last second field goal uh, down there in a game that I didn't think was ever going to end. Um, I mean, just you can go back to the to the early 2000s with with D'Angelo Williams down there. I um, mean, it was the thir- tonight's the 31st meeting between these two schools. Uh, and as far as playing at home, Memphis is eight and eight. Against Essen, or, I mean against Houston. So if you can get the win tonight, get that ninth win at home. Uh, also, this win tonight would make Memphis eleven and zero at home in non-Saturday football games, and that is wow. a streak this program's got to continue tw- since since twenty twenty four. I'm sorry, since twenty fourteen, twenty two and five. Uh, I'm sorry, twenty two and four uh, at home or in non-Saturday football games. Six and zero on Thursday nights, and now possibly, uh, potentially, um, 11-0 at home. Well, we actually just gave up a, a uh, kickoff return to Houston. Well, maybe we uh, should just play all our games. To go. <laughs> maybe we should just try to schedule all our games, on, not on a Saturday, but obviously that's unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, scheduling all your games during the week would be brutal on the fan base, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, this this Tiger team, they're now up by 10 uh Pending the extra point or whatever they run here, um, but uh, this this Tiger team under Ryan still feels really good. Uh, you can you can look at the numbers, but the numbers will back that up. Yeah, um, uh, this, the the fan base is frustrated. I get it. It we're not scoring sixty points a game like we were. We're not scoring at a more prolific pace, but we've got a defense that can shut people down. And when we score, we've got a defense that can go out and get us the ball back without the other team putting points on the board, and that's huge. Yeah, no, that's that's really huge. Well, Wes, uh, and that's going to be it for as far as uh, our conversation with you know Tiger football. And obviously, I'm obviously really really happy that you're able to you know carve some time out for uh, for for you know yourself coming on the show. And of course, thank you for giving your insight. Oh man, not a problem, Josh. Anytime you need me, you know how to get in touch with me, man. Just reach out to me. That's right. All right. Well, that was Wes Pruitt. He's part of Four Starts Media. And obviously, I want to thank him once again and, and obviously giving great insight on Tiger football. And it's nice to have that insight from not only someone that, you know, is, is really a diehard fan, but someone that actually, you know, keeps up with it in a, in a journalistic standpoint, that they really keep up with the stats. It's nice seeing that, that you know, that those little nuggets of information that I didn't know that they were they had such a great record outside of Saturday games uh, uh, like that. You know, I really didn't know that. So, Wes, awesome guest, guest and, and I think I want to pivot a little bit to some uh, high school football. And I teased it during the halftime show. I wasn't able to get to it. You know, I thought I was running out of time a little bit, but you know, I have some time now, and I wanted to just highlight who won the the, the fan vote. You know, for for the Daily Memphian, and of course, John Varley does a great job. I love reading his articles, and he has great insight about some of the top players uh, around the around the around the uh, around Memphis. Because I can't go to all the games. The only thing I get exposure to is what I see on Twitter, the stats that I read, the the, day, the games before. You know, John is out there. He's looking at games. He's watching. He's reporting on games. So getting that insight from him is really, really uh, crucial. I think for my for my audience, for for Mighty Now Nineties audience, for every audience that wants to keep up with high school football. And the winner for Week Seven was Ramon Rankin. He's actually a, a senior defensive back at Bartlett, and he got thirty eight percent of that vote. 
He had a great, great performance against that victory uh, last week versus Houston when they won 34 to 24. He had eight tackles and five of those were for loss yardage. He broke up several passes. He also intercepted a pass uh, uh, on six targets as the you know when the Panthers they improved to five and two at the time. You know some really inf- really interesting information. He's actually the second Bartlett player to capture the award, joining quarterback Braylon Ragland, who I talked to just a few weeks ago. Uh, when he won in week four, you know, the Panthers are going to look to try to get a better playoff seating uh, over there uh, in region 86A when they visit, you know, Cordova and they actually just beat Cordova tonight. So really good for Bartlett getting that player of the week last week and then getting a big win versus Cordova tonight. Uh, and then obviously second place, I did want to give a shout out to Logan Johns. He replaced Aiden Glover when he was injured over there in Collierville. Logan Johns, I was talking to John Varlis earlier, and we talked about Logan Johns. You know, he's the backup quarterback. It's in his senior year, and he was pretty much slated to to be the starting quarterback that season until Aiden Glover transferred uh, uh, from MUS. He came into this Collierville team, and he took over, and he's just a junior. So Logan Johns had to take a step back, let Aiden Glover play, and he was, you know, professional enough to, to whenever his name is called, he goes out there, and he throws for 202 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, this is... Really, really stellar stuff from a leader. I think that's some of the best stories in sports is people that, you know what, they can accept the role, but when their name is called, you go out there and you make the magic happen. And he did that. And I think he earned it only, you know, unfortunately he did fall a little short for player of the week, but definitely second place is well-deserved for this, for this young talent who will be graduating this year. Uh, and, and obviously uh, he had a great game last week. It's going to be probably one of the mo- more memorable games and something he definitely deserves. And then obviously some of the other players uh, that had some uh, had a close chance at winning was Brock Glenn, the Ohio State commit for Lausanne. When they had a big win, 37-7 to against ECS, he actually had six for eight passes uh, completed, 154 yards, three touchdowns. And of course, that's not that shocking. Brock Glenn is one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the Memphis area. And then of course, I just talked about Logan Johns. And then Kamari Johnson with Central you know, they had a really big win, a homecoming win, 49 to 6 over Kingsbury. And Johnson, he had an impact on both sides of the field. He had three catches for 76 yards. He also had a 49 yard touchdown included in those yardages. And then he had five tackles, five tackles and forced two fumbles. And that's when they improved to four and three. So, really big stuff uh, for, for Kamari Johnson. And then Hudson Schof, this is a player that I actually highlighted and said, Crest, you need to watch out for this guy because this guy is going to play really, really well if you don't contain him. And sure enough, he did. And he actually was one of the nominees for players of the week. His defense really carried the Owls for that game. And he had, uh, in the in the 19-17 to victory against Crest, 11 tackles. Uh, he had, and seven of those were for a loss of yardage. Four hurries, two, quarter, uh, two sacks, and a forced fumble when they had that really big win. And I mentioned earlier, the seven tackles for loss was tied for the second most in a game in school history. So really big stuff for Hudson Schof. Uh, and of course, I want to give a shout out to all those players that were so close. But uh, congratulations uh, to that Barley player who actually won the award. All were more than deserving. When we come back, uh, I'm going to give you some more scores before the show ends. And then I'm going to talk to Mitch Davis, who's host of the Mitch Davis Show. We're going to talk some Tiger football. We're going to also talk some college football and give you a preview of some of the biggest games happening tomorrow. Uh, We'll get into all of that when we get back with these messages. Now, back to the EPM Appraisals Postgame Show with Josh Rivera. 
Welcome back, guys, to the Mighty 990 Studios. This is the post-game show here, uh, sponsored by EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. And before we jump into our conversation with Mitch Davis, just want to give a quick little uh, update for those that are just now tuning in. Briarcrest beating Pure Academy 35-6. to Briarcrest now improving to a 4-4 four and four record, and Pure Academy dropping to 2-5. and five. And on the phone with me right now, I have Mitch Davis. He's host of the Mitch Davis Show. And Mitch, thank you for joining the show. You're a first-time guest, and I'm excited to talk some college football with you. Man, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Been looking forward to it. Uh, really enjoyed your broadcast uh, tonight. And uh, man, there's so much good SEC football and the uh, overall landscape of college football. There's a lot of implications tomorrow. Yeah, a lot. Forward to covering it all. Yeah, no, a, a lot of implications, like you said. So before we get into some of those games, I definitely want to talk about some Memphis. Let's get them out of the way because they're actually leading right now. There's only seven minutes left. They're up 29 to 19. And my Memphis question for you. Uh, you know, they're knocking on the door pretty much of a 5-1 and one start. Are the Tigers the best team in the AAC? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a heck of a way to put me on the spot there. I, honestly, man, here, here's the thing. As much as I've heard, heard West talk, as much as a lot of uh, Memphis fans want to gripe about it, you, you can make the case. Obviously, I think uh, right now Cincinnati would be the better team. Uh, obviously, they played their Power 5 SEC opponent uh, a lot better than Memphis did at Mississippi State. But right now, when you look at it, Miss. Uh, Memphis and uh, Cincinnati are the two best teams, and I'm already starting to uh, possibly plan my trip up to Cincinnati for that American Athletic Championship game uh, come December 3rd. Yeah, I'm excited to watch You know when they play. That's going to be really huge for the Tigers. Let's jump into some SEC football. Uh, obviously, Alabama is always going to be the biggest threat, uh, but I'm looking at some of the remaining teams. They have to play Tennessee, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Which of those three teams is the biggest threat to defeat Alabama? You know, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a whim here and say Mississippi State. Wow! Um, looking at their schedule, that game is in Starkville. You can't deny the fact that the cowbells will be ringing. I've said all along those annoying cowbells. Oh my god, I love. I know a lot of people hate them, but not just saying that my in-laws are Mississippi State uh, people. But I love Mississippi State. Love the people down there. Cover a lot of Mississippi State football games through the years. Love the baseball down there, but. Man, to me, looking at that game, Mississippi State and Alabama, uh, I would also argue that Ole Miss and Alabama would be a heck of a game. And honestly, and truthfully, I'm going to be honest with Josh, I said this in the preseason, if Alabama does not make it to Atlanta, I, I've always said that the Magnolia State is going to be producing the SEC West champion. I, obviously, I picked Alabama when they asked the vote in the preseason poll at the Southeastern Conference Media Days. But I always said in the in a lot of radio interviews with Rob Brown and several other people in articles that I wrote that if it wasn't Alabama, that it would either be Mississippi State or Ole Miss. And right now it's hard to differentiate the date two. Obviously, Ole Miss with a big win over Kentucky last week. Uh, but two big two big tests for Ole Miss and Mississippi State coming up this weekend again. Yeah, and, and man, I'm excited to ask you this question because, I mean, I know you have a lot of in-depth knowledge on some of the biggest games tomorrow. You mentioned earlier Biggest implications, I'm looking at TCU versus Kansas, Tennessee versus LSU, Utah and UCLA. These are just some of the great matchups for tomorrow. Obviously, you have teams like Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, the top three teams in college football. Who's a dark horse team that isn't mentioned as much that you think can have a really, really big season and possibly challenge those teams in the playoffs? Man, I'm going to be honest with you. Oklahoma State's one of those teams and also uh, Kansas. As crazy as it sounds, I've been watching Kansas all season. There is something special brewing in uh, Lawrence. And honestly, they might not make the college football playoff, 
but I would not want to face the Kansas team in a New Year's Six Bowl game. When you're looking at their matchup-wise, they are so hard to plan for because they don't have the athletes, but they are so deep in every position. They've got two or three stars that they developed into great talents. And uh, Oklahoma State, man, I think Mike Gundy, he's been knocking on this door for so long, and he's been right there, right there. And I think sooner or later, the Cowboys are going to bust through, especially in the down year for the Oklahoma Sooners, their arch rivals. Yeah, and obviously Kansas, they have college game day over there in Kansas, so really excited for them, and uh, they've been waiting a long time to get uh, them over there for a big game. Final question, I, I'm really curious to know what you think. Who, early Heisman prediction, you have players like C.J. Stroud, uh, Hendon Hooker, you have Caleb Williams, or is Bryce Young going to repeat? What, what do you see going on for the Heisman? You know, that's a really good question, and honestly, the dark horse to me would be Will Levis from the University of Kentucky. Uh, you got to talk about Will Levis, especially in Kentucky – wins out or they just lose to Georgia, I think Will Levis will be in conversation. Uh, for the Heisman, obviously, I think C.J. Stroud is your favorite right now. Uh, you know, unless you listen to RJ3, Robert Griffin, and he'll say Hidden Hooker. Uh, another guy to watch out for is Jackson Dart at the University of Ole Miss. Uh, Jackson Dart, I saw him play last week in Oxford. Uh, and he, man, he is the real deal, Holyfield. I've been preaching his name and him and Luke Altmyer, that quarterback room at Ole Miss special, and it really is when you look at the fact that how Lane Kiffin has developed Matt Corral uh, in the last, in the first, first two seasons at Ole Miss, and now he's got two quarterbacks that could easily start at any other SEC program in the country. Uh, Jackson Dart is my dark horse. Will Levis is in conversation. But if I had a vote right now, it would be C.J. Stroud. All right. Well, listen, Mitch, I, look, I'm, I'm really – this like you said, this has been a long time coming. We've been kind of talking. Hopefully we're trying to get you on the show, and we finally made it. And honestly, i got to tell you, Really had I really enjoyed this conversation with you, and I'm hoping to talk to you again soon. Won't be next week though, because we have a bye week for Briarcrest, so it'll have to wait. About, it'll have to wait an extra week, but I hope that we can talk to you when we come back. Man, absolutely, I'm looking forward to it. Just holler at me, and I'd be happy to come on anytime. All right, well, that was Mitch Davis. He is the host of the Mitch Davis Show, so check out his podcast. He talks all things college football, and he does great stuff over there for that show. And let's finish off the show with some final scores, uh, or some scores, rather. We Some are final, some are still ongoing. But you're in, you, you have Briarcrest, who got that win against Pure Academy, 35-6. to You also have Central, who, uh, that's a final score. They they won 41-0, to and that's Coach Major Wright's uh, 150th career victory for that program. So good stuff for him. Germantown and Arlington, uh, right now, you know, Germantown, they, they secured that win 33-3. to so really big stuff for Germantown. Uh, Mumford and Southwind, 24-14. Mumford is ahead of that. Uh, and then Harding Academy and Tipton Rosemark, close game, 14-20. Then you have Center Hill and DeSoto Central, 12-15. DeSoto Central is currently leading. And then you also have Hernando and Lewisburg, Hernando leading 16-13. Uh, Batesville and Forest City, Batesville leading 13-0. Uh, Lafayette and uh, Columbus, right now Col- uh, Columbus is down, or actually Columbus just lost to Lafayette 42-7. to South Panola and South Haven 21-14, South Haven taking that lead. Olive Branch and Horn Lake, right now Olive Branch leading 24-7. And you also have Germantown, Mississippi, uh, the Germantown Mississippi Mavericks, they're up against Oxford 16-6. Uh, also, we have uh, coming in Whitehaven and White Station. Right, Whitehaven taking that lead 26-12. Excuse me. Bahalia, North Panola 30-6. North Panola has taken that lead. And then big things for Covington. Right now, Covington's actually uh, uh, leading that game 49-6. Actually, they just won that game. Covington uh, locks up 
uh, their spot as region champs. Uh, so congratulations to Covington and that football pro- program. I know that's really big for them. Ridgeway and Kirby. Ridgeway leading uh, 10-3. Uh, a close game over there, and they still have plenty of football left. And you also have Bartlett and Cordova. Bartlett pretty much running away with this one. It's 38-0, to zero, and they're uh, they're pretty much going to run away against the Cordova Wolves. The Cordova Wolves team, actually, that's been struggling as of late. So really big win, a uh, really big win for Bartlett, who's actually had a really tremendous season, in my opinion. And then you have MASE. You know, they've had a really, really good season. Of Unfortunately, they haven't been playing uh, a bunch of incredible, incredible teams, but I do think... With all the shutout wins that they've had, I think you have to throw them in that top five conversation. Definitely top ten. So really big stuff for 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 MASE, uh, and I'm excited, uh, you know, to talk about more football. But unfortunately, I got to let y'all know, and I already mentioned this earlier, uh, we're not going to be back next week. So we're going to actually have a bye week. So I will be excited to talk about uh, you know some football when we come back. Uh, and so just keep in mind, we'll have regular programming uh, next week. So if you tune in, you're probably not going to hear anything. You'll probably just hear regular stuff, and that's okay. You should check that too. But anyways, I want to thank you guys for joining me here in the post-game show. This is the post-game show sponsored by APM Appraisals, uh, evaluating property in the Mid-South. And I want to thank, uh, of course, our play-by-play announcers, Josh Davis, Parker May. They've done a really great job. Uh, So we won't be back next Friday. I just have to reiterate that. When we come back, we have two more games, St. Benedict and Endsworth. That'll be really, really big for Briarcrest to try to uh, get a really good seating or a better seating, I should say, in the playoffs. Guys, we'll be back. Wait a week, and then we'll be back against St. Benedict. Have a great weekend, everyone.